The Weird Science DC Comics podcast is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. But did you know that you could get early access as well as exclusive shows like our weekly badass Patreon-only Spotlight podcast by going to patreon.com slash weird science and subscribing to whatever level is right for you. Your support not only helps out the show, but gets you a bunch of podcasts in return. So go to patreon.com slash weird science. And thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the Green Lantern fusion of the world's finest. And for I'm some the, reason, no. <laughs> Eric Shea. I you said. Hey, I'm the little lad. Jim you are the Warner. little lad. I'm the little lad. I'm your little lad. Actually, I I'm so used to like a, a certain like, I don't know, cadence? syllables that you do, yeah. a cadence. Yes, that I thought you were You have done. to wait for me to say Eric Shea. Yes, I, I didn't realize that you were going to make some commentary early on because i knew you would and we'll talk about that obviously as we go but Jim, including this <laughs> is the weird science dc comics podcast episode number 431 431 you would think we'd have, See, a, we have to do that as well. hold on this right <laughs> but hey here we go i told you i'm very tired i ate a big dinner i'm ready Ooh. to go here it wasn't really that it's big eating big boy meals now yeah, everybody. i was i i told mommy can you can you cut my steak and the problem is now mommy's gone Mommy was gone, Eric. I don't have a mommy. Ah, yes, you everybody. Do. She's down in Philly getting tattoos on her face. <laughs> yeah, really. The, what, Mike Tyson's my mother? Might be. Who knows? South Philly born and bred. That, that from Bournemouth to South Philly. I don't know how things work. Hey, welcome to the official unofficial podcast of the Weird Science family of things. Hey, everybody. Everybody listening, you're Rolls weirdos as we talk right now. So get used to that, but also part of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, uh, boop. Uh, and everybody right now should go over to Twitter and follow us at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back 100%. Also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com to see reviews each and every week. And we'll get back to that in just a second. Some people saw reviews a little too much this week, it seems. But also, <laughs> you'll hear. Also, we have our Patreon that you can join up and end up supporting us for everything we do here on this feed. Plus, I'll even mention some of the other podcasts that we do. But when you end up joining up on the Patreon, you don't just give us free money, Eric. Isn't that free money? Aww. You end up getting a ton of shows in return. We do a lot of things going on, including some wacko thing I did last night that took me way too long. But with that, one of the everything? big plays is, well, no, I mean, I like us doing our DC Comics Spotlight, the badass spotlight every Thursday. You say that it was almost an hour and 50 minutes. And when I was I editing it and when I was editing it, sometimes we've been a little lower than that. But as I was editing it, putting up, I'm like, this darn spotlight is longer than most podcasts that, that are out there, especially the comic book podcast. So. You know, you can get that, get a lot of bang for your buck. But what we ended up talking about was Dark Crisis, Young Justice, number one, and Black Adam, number one. And, you know, those are two pretty big books, right? Big number one. Me and you, yeah, they're number one. We took number twos all over them. We did. We weren't exactly so thrilled with either of them for, for different reasons, but mainly 
weird continuity issues in both of those books, not sure really is. understanding where these writers were coming from. I don't think they're understanding where these characters are coming from. Well, we were talking, and, and on the, if you want to listen to the Patreon spotlight, you go over to the Patreon. We do mention the idea that Christopher Priest was asked to do the Black Adam book. He ended up turning it down a couple of times and then just said, I'm not reading anything currently, so you're going to have to deal with it. And DC's <laughs> like, way okay. of doing things, perfect. Yeah. Oh, this really You don't know anything that's going well. on and don't know anything about the characters. Just do what you want, whether it makes sense or not. Yes. Yeah. So by the end of that, though, the fans we, will love it. we do want a Black Adam book. You're more of a fan than I am, and you like this Black Adam, but you just didn't love this new character stuff. And- with that Dark Crisis Young Justice that you really, really like, but this team and the continuity seemed a little wonky, so we're going to have to sit and wait and see if that works out a bit. But just as an aside, if you don't know, we have a Marvel podcast as well, and this week's spotlight on that is New Fantastic Four number 1 and Punisher War Journal Blitz number 1, so that would be something else you can go and listen to because we do the spotlights for each Marvel and DC and then just a little shout out if you listen to our manga show, we're going to be back. Luke Hollywood was on holiday uh, for like eight weeks, it seems. He's back. They do over and there. we're going to be doing Aliens Area. Hot off the presses, Eric. Aliens Area. Like, is it the is it the Aliens actual like private area? You're not allowed to like, you know, get on his lawn? And I just think that what Luke said, it's it's Men in Black as a manga. That's all he said. So. He, he ended up not loving that one, but while he Isn't was gone, there was like movies for him? six, it, it probably is, but there was like six different, you know, new books came out while he was gone. So we're going to catch up on those if you're listening to the manga stuff, but back to the DC deal and back to the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, <laughs> we have our roll call each and every week. And Eric, here it is. If I can find it. There you go, Eric. All there right. you are. There we go. And we're going to go uh, through this. This is all the badass level of the Patreon. You can get involved if you join up. We have Ronnie Saunders reviews starting off. Welcome back and welcome to the badasses. He beat cancer, Eric. So he is back. Jeffrey Green, cool. Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst. I love Punchline, Stork, Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Wadzik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Red, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart, he went to Cuddle Camp last week. I saw the itinerary, it looked very sus. David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocke, Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Algin Stosia, Nick Adams, Phil Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Noah Wolfmar, Luke Hollywood, Vacation this guy was on, Simon, Luis, Manship, Manship lives in a vacation, the vacation in his head. Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man Pete NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, that's Brandon up there in Buffalo, and Double Aaron in Minnesota. And a, a shout out to my man Reginald, all time great. Uh-uh. There is that for Reggie. But what I was saying earlier, we ended up having a crazy thing going on at our website this week. We ended up having one review stolen. And pretty much plagiarized. But then we also had Mark Wade get involved in the chat on the site in the World's Finest book, kind of talking but arguing with people. When we get into the book in just a second, I'll talk about he even at the beginning, he seemed to be angry and, and, you know, kind of combative. And it threw me off a bit. But with all of that, yeah, we had some issues. Catwoman ended up being plagiarized. We'll talk about that when we get to the Catwoman book. And all of that, but that is the uh, intro. We are done that. We're putting it in the back pocket, Eric. 
And now we're going to go off. I got to figure out what song we're going to play. Any suggestions, Eric? What I song have no should idea. we kick this in? <laughs> I don't either. It's a weird kind of section coming up, but we're going to get to the books. We have five books tonight. Some pretty good, some maybe not so. So we'll see how both of us feel, but we're going to go right. to the books <laughs> right about it. now. Yes, Eric, it is time for my reviews and yours as well. But this first section actually has a Gabe book and one of mine. So wow. it is Jim's reviews here. And I didn't even ask you. I just want to let you know that I do have the credits for it. I don't remember who did it the last time. So you can let me know. Give me a little wink, wink if that isn't the case. But I do have the credits with it because we have Batman Superman World's Finest number four and then also Batman The Night number six. And you end up having. A beloved book. People seem to be going the nuts night? about the Batman Superman oh. World's Finest. And also people love Chip Zdarsky. And it's kind of a cool deal. I said it the last time that we talked about it, And I've been mentioning it in my review on the site for uh, quite some time now. Is that it kind of is cool with this Batman the Night that maybe we're seeing some things that will play out even as we go into Chip Zdarsky's Batman run, which starts next week. So we'll see. And in that. You end up having a lot of people loving World's Finest. I mean, that it's one of those books that seems to have now fit in that Hawkman position that nobody wants to say anything call that bad about position it. now. Yeah, or the Nightwing now. They don't want to say anything about it. And again, it is an easy book to love if you're just kind of paging through, looking at the great art and whatnot. I knew that you would have some problems with it, and I did as well, but you're more of the continuity kid. So I think that it would have affected or will affect you a little bit more, but before we go on to and into that, but first off, I mean, really, we can play this. I'm wrong turn. This is Batman, bitch. You can play that every episode. I know it's every episode. We could do it for almost all time. But again, we have a bunch of Batman centric books and Bat family books this the hell week. You say. Yeah. But with that, you could go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and you could oh, yeah. get all the reviews. Yeah, I th- it sounded weird the way I said it, but in that, I said in the intro, you end up having Mark Wade you know, go on the site and ended up commenting on things. Now, what I'm going to say as we go forward, and probably what you will say, will show you why, and I'm saying you as the people listening, why we, we rarely have you know interviews and things, because you might say, oh, he read the review, maybe he'll come on. Yeah, I I don't think that he'll want to come on because first off, he kind of came off like a prick. I I don't want to, you know, go and say a lot of crazy things, but 
he ends up coming on the site. And even when he was being nice, he couldn't help himself uh, to be kind of a jerk. But we'll get into this right I now. I swear you would Superman. say that no matter what he said. No, though. I'm, 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 I have it written down and I I'll really say it. What a piece of shit. Did you hear what he said, but not what he said, how he said it? I really enjoyed this. As then at the end, he says, feel free to spread this info form wise. I see a lot of fans this morning trying to explain to me how Green Lantern's powers work, which tickles me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you had to add that sentence at the end. Th- that's the prick sentence. You're a prick. He is a bully prick. I'm well, like, I just that imagine just if me. somebody told you about how to podcast. Like, did you hear what he said to me? To me about podcasting? I would say it to you. I wouldn't write it on their site. I wouldn't <laughs> say on the site. Oh, yeah. And tell everybody else because it makes me laugh that you think that I don't know. it. He just can't help himself. He has in the past really had some issues with doing some pretty sus stuff and also and, with all that stuff i disagree with the way he portrays how jordan well, I actually i think that everything and when we get into it my stance on this is sometimes you don't want the creators to get involved because then you see like yeah that doesn't work out but i told him that we'd tell everybody what he said but this is batman superman world's finest number four written by mark wade art by uh, dan mora camera bon volant she blocked us eric and it did a, a bit of car probably for good reason what's going on in this book it's a lot of stuff, crazy stuff going on, and you end up having Hal Jordan fighting Batman Superman. You still the end up at this point. has taken over the minds of a lot of heroes and a lot of villains, and he plans on taking them off the board. And this time about, it is Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, taking on the world's finest. And in order to take him down, it is just going to be the craziest issue of world's finest. But we've had a lot of crazy issues so far with like Supergirl flying so fast in space that she can go back in time to feudal Japan and or uh, ancient China. I forget which one it was, but the idea that we got to find out who originally took out the demon Nessa and how we did that. Come on, boy, wonder we're going to go back in time. That's crazy just because it feels like a Silver Age kind of callback to that era of Supergirl. But with what we have going on here, with the story that takes place in the past, Mark Wade talks about in this how the story takes place not pre-crisis. It's a weird way he put it, not pre-crisis exactly, because we have the situation where this is not pre-crisis, so it's, at, it's post-crisis. I got you. But here we have a living Supergirl. We have a Dick Grayson who is still Robin, and it just feels really off because even though it's not exactly pre-crisis. Well, that's what he says. Exact, that's the point. He puts it's not exactly. Everything that we're going to write about with Hal Jordan this and the Green Lanterns, everything that Jeff Johns wrote about the Green Lanterns, because that has been the canon for a long time now. But if you're going to put this in this whole idea, there is a lineage to the Green Lanterns and how their powers work. Even the idea where... To stop the Hal Jordan from what he's doing, we're going to have our heroes, Batman and Superman, put their combined wills together and pull off the ring of Hal, off Hal Jordan's finger with their combined wills because Hal Jordan being possessed by the demon Nesha, that is altering his will a little bit. Hal Jordan has the greatest will on Earth, but if a little bit is off and all the will that he's using to fight them, with Superman and Batman using their combined will together, they can force the ring off of Hal Jordan's finger and onto them fusing them together magically some fucking reason but well there's the craziness that the, i but, okay the, when i get to the idea though but like him saying like you know there's like you know people who have more will can force rings off and it's such a weird situation because i go back to what you know ron mars and daryl banks were doing i'm pretty sure it was those two in the green lantern run it might not even be them because it is pretty far in there but when kyle rayner got the ion energy off the remaining energy of how jordan parallax it was sitting there in the sun after darkest night think that's what it was called now that i say it but uh no final night final night but when he had this power he became the ion and then eventually he got rid of it but with the last little bit of power that he had left before he used that power to reignite the the main central power battery 
He used a little bit of that power to make it so that he could will his ring to him so he'd never lose his ring again. That was a big deal for some reason to have all that power to put it in there. But I understand that Hal Jordan, but just having two guys, I know it's Batman, Superman, be able to say, let's put our the might of our minds together, the will of that ring off. I'm like, that feels really fucking weird to me. And yeah, it doesn't it work feels for me weird. And it's to get the amount. It's it's to get the composite. It's supposed but, to be fun. Even the idea, we have a magically possessed Hal Jordan. We're going to will his ring off. And when we do that, that magic is somehow going to fuse Batman and Superman together. And I'll give you this. That fusion of the composite Batman Superman, it's amazing. It's one of the yeah, coolest freaking combination heroes I've ever fucking seen. They're like that Superman Batman logo combined. It is the coolest. And then also of having that a I green have. lantern ring as exactly. well. It like it really ups the ante. I have yeah. ever seen, but the way it happens, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. And then having the idea that, you know, then they're using the green lantern against the demon Nezha, like, you know, and then the battery on the ring, it runs out of juice. And then they can, like, you know, separate. But it just feels weird because you're specifically telling me this is a story back in time. You're telling me that it takes place in this time, but you're getting everything, all the little details wrong about it with like, you know, it's uh, all jumbled Robin, up. Supergirl, the way that Hal Jordan's Green Lantern ring works. It is just all of this weird thing to say, this is the place that I want to set this story, but I don't want any of the things that we do come with that. To well, be that's why you it. don't have like a editor's note of when it takes place. And that's why he gives that caveat. It, you know, not exactly, but kind of, but this is what he said. Here's what he said. On the site, he said, as regard to Batman and Superman's Hail Mary plan, it's long been established that someone with willpower superior to Hal's can control the ring and that it can be controlled from a distance. I even found that one deal where Superman ended up being able to take the ring from Guy Gardner, but it was kind of like a dissipating thing. And it was weird. But between Hal's diminished willpower, as stated in the story, and the ring and hell, the entire area being infused with Nazha's magic, again, as stated in the story, again, this feels combative when he starts this off by saying to Gabe, Gabe gave it a 9.5. He ends up saying, thanks for you know your support, and then kind of gets into it and starts getting a little chippy about it, and then says it shouldn't be an issue that they're able to control it. Also, as is stated in the story, there this wasn't the result they were expecting either, but it's a result of thinking as one with one thought, Combined with magic that creates the merge. You can say that. Those are words. That doesn't explain that nonsense. Now, the end result is awesome. It really is. But that doesn't play. But he says, feel free to spread this info far and wide, as I see a lot of the fans trying to explain to me how Green Lantern's powers work, which tickles me. So, yeah. Well, then you end up getting Merlin, the one guy. Like, everybody's now starting to fight. Even people who weren't trying to fight. I think Grant just ended up Grant like, Kitchen, hey, yeah. what's this? And the, he comes back and he said uh, about the idea of the time deal and what's going on with the rings and what's going on in this time frame. I had to make a judgment call on the rings limitations. The story's set in the past, but it's not pre-crisis. Exactly. But that's the thing. It, I don't like it. <laughs> having Dick Grayson right there it makes it like, you know, what is going on and how are you right, playing this we up? had Crisis, Dick Grayson was already Nightwing and in, cri in Crisis, Supergirl dies. So like, what are you doing right now? So with all these things going on, me and you had talked about this a bunch of times. I would have liked to have seen this as a result of the infinite frontier. The timelines are melding. Something's wrong, whatever. But cool. this is just this is just played for goofs and last. But people like it. And it is a fun comic. It feels like a throwback to Silver Age stuff. But sometimes when you look back and think of how great the Silver Age stuff was, it's because it's goofy, it's goofy shit. right? It's goofy shit. But when you end up like. 
you don't need that really in a uh, you know a modern book that's kind of i don't know like but even people some do of like the ideas it. here where it's like okay bruce held on to like you know Dr. Alchemy's Philosopher's Stone when they fought him a few issues ago. So he can come up here and save Superman from Green Lantern by using oxygen to chromium to make a hard substance right there. But I am not a metallurgist. I don't know how hard chromium. I actually just looked it up right now because the reason is, though, it's a hard substance to use as a shield to save Superman and himself from Green Lantern and his power. His might, Jim. But for some reason, since we're playing with the idea that, you know, Hal Jordan is not susceptible to yellow anymore because, like, even says like this, I wish I missed the days that we could just, like, you know, paint a brick yellow and hit him with yep, it or something like this. But for some reason, when we use the Philosopher's Stone and we turn oxygen to chromium, it is yellow. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you really are doing some weird stuff here where they, like, you know, you could have played this, the idea, because chromium's not yellow. Maybe it's just the energy around it from the Philosopher's Stone. But yeah, when you're gone. playing this, it feels like a weird mix and match to things that aren't, like, you know, you're telling me yellow is that effective, but you're really showing how yellow this is and it's how well it's working against the green lantern light. So I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah, and the weird play of it is in that point when he's like, listen, oxygen to chromium. I'm like, whatever you say, dude. Like, I must be a dummy. I'm like, okay, let's just go on a lot of the things in this to have fun with it. And I did enjoy the overall issue. It's just that, and it's funny. When I go and I'm like, oh, this composite deal, that didn't really make sense, but okay, I'll go. Once Mark Wade starts trying to explain it on the site, then I started getting more annoyed with it. I don't know why, but the idea that he didn't just say, hey, listen, we're having fun here. Let's just all, you know, some things you kind of have to go over. They'll be explained later or whatnot. But when you start doing that, and I'll give my thought of what, like in a nutshell, what this is, and people may, you can take this as a compliment. Maybe some people would, but this feels like a a little more readable Grant Morrison in like that The Green Lantern, right? You know what I mean? It's like, but it is, it's better to me and it is more readable. It's, it's more hearkening back to a different age of comic books and using goofy stuff that they would do and just having, having magic do whatever it needs to do for the imagination effect that people want to see. Now, with all of that, I wish that DC would, you know, recognize the idea here because people love this book. People are saying right now that this is like the best DC book of the last 10 years. I mean, they love it and it's selling well. Now it might be selling well because you got a big name, Mark Wade, but it's also showing that people do want to have some fun with the comics, whether or not. And when we get on, we talked about Man, this I would just before. want a world's finest book. Man, and we talk about this before though, but again, not that many people bought Gene Luen Yang's world finest. And that was just, that was a, just a little bit Superman. ago. But yeah, but it was still the world's finest book just because they didn't put the title on. It's the same thing. Uh, but even then, when you have all those, they they haven't sold the new 52. That didn't. Uh, but when you have this going on here, people want to have fun. And word of mouth is, hey, this is it looks great and it's fun. And that seems to be enough for people to buy it. Not, oh my God, they're deconstructing Batman again. Oh my goodness. That's the greatest thing. Or, hey, you want Aquaman? There's no Arthur, but it's. I, I think that this is showing you that if you do okay want to have some fun, you are, but nobody else is. That book is not even in the, that's book selling less than 10,000 copies a month. It's it's a, a bomb. But Arthur's in that one. What's, yeah, but it's still before with the idea of leading up to it, it's not selling. This is selling. This is selling one of their top three or four books. So I, I think that people just want to have fun. They're sick of the you know, crazy stuff. And a lot of people are sick of the legacy characters uh, replacing their heroes and things like that. But this one, you just get classic. I think that 
when people would talk about this to get somebody to buy it. Oh, what's it? Oh, man, it's like it's like old school deal. It's like when comics were good, even if they were or weren't. That's what I hear people saying about this. And maybe they should do. Well, the devil's in the details. And I want to see the devil in this situation and more than the demon Nessa, because even we have all this going on. I want to know how this is happening more than just devil magic and stuff like this. Even when we have the idea, you know, the the, the devil Nezha is there and like how Jordan is out like unconscious because his ring was taken away. It's like, I see I chose my champion poorly. No matter. I have others. And when you see the cadre of super like heroes that he has put together and have his mind whammy on, when you have Wonder Girl, Firestorm, Red Tornado, uh, Martian Manhunter, Black Canary, uh, and Kid Flash, stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's really cool. I want to see all these characters do amazing things. But then I sit there and think about the details of it. So is he taking control of the mind of Ronnie Raymond? Professor Stein is still in there because Ronnie wouldn't be able to have the calculations to really use the Firestorm power well, but he is the body. And how are you taking over the mind of a robot? And is Martian Manhunter's mental capabilities like less than a Demon Nezha's magical mental capabilities? I want to know about these things, but it's just character for like, you know, Here's some fan service characters that aren't going to do anything but be freaking like, you know, almost uh, just cheesecake moments, but not even that. Just here for fan service moments. It's there to have it. And the weird thing is, is I don't even think it's there for people who love the characters. I don't think this is written for Eric Shea because you have those questions. Most people are that are buying this probably on a lot of people, because, again, I don't know how DC is kind of, you know, going and saying like, hey, who are we writing for or whatnot? But I see a lot of the old school people. They've already left. And I see people saying, like, oh, it's awesome. All they care. Oh, my God, Firestorm's there. Oh, you like Firestorm? Not really, but he's, it's cool he's there. I, I, I don't like know that this, I don't, I know you love him, but you're the one. I bet you, you are one of the few people who in that scene actually d- got past the idea of, holy crap, that's awesome. Like, oh, my God, Red Tornado. Oh, my so God, cool. Firestorm. It is cool. I just wish that maybe we just cut these few characters out. Maybe just use Black Canary, Kid Flash, and, you know, Donna But Troy. that's the wow factor, and, and we've seen even in heroes. stuff like Nightwing. It seems that the wow factor is is selling the the idea of well we don't really have to explain why they're see what there. figures I have it's around me that we could use. put in Vixen Captain Adam and and maybe somebody else who do I have your Green Arrow <laughs> I mean we end up you know kind of talking and whatnot like some people end up having podcasts and things and it, it seems like they barely know what the hell they're talking about they just get the surface up but that's enough for having a lot of people listen to them because I don't think there's a lot of people left. That are going, well, how does he control a robot? Like like that sort of little nitpick. And I'll listen to a bunch of podcasts this week. And I wonder if anybody will bring that up. I bet you most will say, oh, my God, it's awesome. Look at that page. And it is. And it's cool. And it has but characters But it's mostly the love. idea. Like, I'm trying to go with the idea because, you know, the demon Nezha spent, you know, millennia inside his, you know, prison tomb. And, and before he went in there, he started toying with the idea of possession magic. And all that time, he finally got it right. So now that he's out and about, he's going to use his possession magic to take over the entire world because some bad shit's coming. But then it's like, here's like, you know, is it the, the magical possession? Are we taking over people's minds? Is it more of just a magical taking over the bodies? Because now he's taking over a robot. I'm like, is it like... Am I taking over the bo- the physical body? Is it because he has doesn't have a soul? I'm like, or do you need a soul? These these just little questions that I want to have answered because I en- want to enjoy the but story that more might than bog I bog down the Agreed. thing. And and to you, that's the like the foundation that you get the fun out of. You you actually, in my mind, have more fun knowing that a writer knows some things and is clever with the way they play it, where other people just want to see characters. And I'll tell you, little Jimmy here, that's me now, little lad Jimmy. I turn the page and I see. Firestorm and Red Tornado. And I think right away, 
Oh man, Eric's going to love that. Not once did I think about Professor Stein. Not once. And I, I'm not the smartest of guys. I'm a bit of a dummy, but it didn't even cross my mind until you said it. So I think that a lot of people just saw that and they went and even in that, in the issue, I think that Mark Wade would say, listen, they kind of get beat up anyway. You know what I mean? But I, I think that there are, you said like the devil Nazar's in the details, but some of the details might bog it down. And that's why I think maybe people like this. This is an easy book to read with characters that are cool, but you don't need that baggage of knowing everything about them to have them because a lot of them are just window dressing for Dan Mora to draw great. Oh, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's the, the way case. Everything looks here. What do you think the odds are the topic falling with his DC multiverse line of X figures is going to put out this Green Lantern, Batman, <laughs> Superman composite figure? Oh, I thought what I thought you were going to say is I thought that you were going to tell me how are they going to get you're going to get a firestorm, but it's the controlled by Nezha firestorm. Nothing different. The thing is, even next month or the month after, I forget when the Blackest Night line comes up. I'm getting Death Storm. Black, you know, a Black Lantern Death Storm before I get a Firestorm. Yeah. I will tell you right now, 100%. <laughs> can I go 150? You can. They're going to they're gonna have that composite, this new composite, Batman Superman. This book is done well enough already. It's Mark Wade. It's a big deal. And I think anybody who looks at that page, whether it makes a lick of sense, will be wowed. And that's why it's a cool I like this character. book. Like, I understand that I say all the time about Nightwing. We're going to talk about it later this podcast, where the wow factors and things. Oh, man, come on, fan service. But nobody that sees that composite Batman Superman isn't going to be wowed, whether it makes sense or not, because you see it. You're like, holy crap, that's awesome. Here, they're thinking to myself. You're going to be an action figure, even though the Doom Patrol are in this book and they're not going to have action figures before your goddamn composite ass. We'll see what ends up happening. But no, I don't think. But. Holy moly. And, and the way it, it's a crazy look, I'm looking at it now. I like how sleek it is, too. Oh, like, yeah. it, it, it's not bogged down by anything. You have that cool set. Everything's cool. Looks and really neat. For some neat. reason, the, uh, the, like, you, you have the, like, the uh, blue and the red, you know, the Superman esque colors. It's kind of like a darker Batman pants. But for some reason, the yellow of that utility belt and the pouches really just make it pop for some reason for me. Then you have the red. For the mask from the, the cow, yeah. But they, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> it looks good. And and really, if you want to have an explanation, I did come up with an explanation. Here it is. Batman, Superman. Two bros. They're two bros. That's what happens. It's like me and you, Eric. We come together for the podcast. <laughs> we end up making the composite deal. Two bros. Two bros. Yeah, they're there. And again, the play here is they're such good pals and there's so willpower through the roof and all these you're supposed to just go, okay, that works. You know what I mean? And you go with it. It's just when Mark White tried to explain it and then kind of like stumbled over some of the things, especially when he went with the timeline and, hey, pretty crap. And not exactly. That sort of thing threw me off. But the actual issue is kind of more of my problem because not a ton. I mean, you get some wow moments, you get some fights. But really, all you're doing is just trying, obviously, to take down Nezha and figure out what's going on. While you end up having Kara and Dick in the past, they kind of get their information. Oh, my and God. I, a in lot of that gets lost in the translation to me as well. It's like that. Well, I think they are trying to keep it like under wraps about the way that you keep de the demon Nezha in here. Well, while we're in the past, like we skip over the idea where it's presented to them. So it can be a big reveal for our cliffhanger for the idea that. Okay, the the ancient warriors who took him down before told us the only way to keep him inside there is that we need to have somebody sacrifice their life to stay in there to keep him in there. It's almost along the lines of what we had previously with the Shazam mini where with inside the Rock of Eternity, 
He had the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And he was going to stay behind with, you know, the nevermore. If we can make sure that they stay in the rock of eternity and can't plague mankind. So along the same lines. But who do you think it's going to be, Jim? Who is going to sacrifice something? Because we know from what we've seen recently within the present day stuff and the present continuity that the demon Nazar is coming back or is already back. Who goes and sacrifices themselves in the past to then, like, you know, fail to the demon Nazar coming forward once again? Is it vibe? Again, when you do these things, we even had like, and I, I think Mark Waite's way better than the Wonder Woman family of writers, where you ended up having that deal of, oh my God, will Wonder Woman end up forever guarding Doom's doorway? Oh my God, what will happen no. to her book then? And you're like, no, it, Mark Waite's way better than that. And actually, Mark Waite has a lot more characters to play with who will come and maybe step up and do that. We'll see. We'll see. Or like you said, we had with Vidayala in the Batman Satana story. Oh no, one of us has to, and that just gets completely wiped off and they end up leaving. All right, that doesn't work. But in this, it's intriguing. And the idea of Nezha, and we've had, you know, Mother Soul mention Nezha. Oh, I, I worship Nezha. And really the setup here is obviously this is in the past. And in the present, you're going to have Damian Wayne get involved with the, you know, releasing of Nezha. That's what it looks like it's going to end up doing. In fact, by the end, I mentioned something that I think is going on, but all of this happening, you end up having Kara and Dick come back. They're going to go back into the time stream. They're going to end up going back to the present or oh, at no, least we the have past time in this problems book. Now. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what is she throwing shade at them? Because she says, oh, my God, when we go into the, you know, the time like stream, it's funny, though, because they're doing what she's oh, when people mess up things and go back. I, I didn't know. I'm like, eh, who's doing this? But you end up getting uh, Dick Grayson. He gets thrown off the boat. Eric, he is gone. And For she doesn't know where God-like he is. Like powers that the friggin, you know, the Kryptonians have on Earth, all the power they absorb. Kara can't even hold on to a little boy wonder in the time stream. But while they're getting zapped by some time lightning and Dick is lost somewhere inside time. He is now Dr. Sam Beckett. He is quantum he leaping is. from life to life, trying to put right what once went wrong. Would you like if they had a mini series that it was like Quantum yes. Dick? Would you like you, that? We had. Would that you call it that, Eric? Quantum no, Dick. No, we're not call it Quantum uh, Dick. But we had the first six issues of you know Jeremy Dick Adams' leap. The Flash run, where he was essentially doing yeah. just you yeah, know, quantum exactly. stuff, and I enjoyed that for the most part. Yeah, we did enjoy it for the most part. It got a little wonky, but it Dick's started got, out the a little wonky. It got better. Kara comes back in just in time because, I mean, she may be a time traveler, but she did arrive right on time when you end up having the ring kind of get the power level goes off. They end up separating Batman and Superman. And then Kara comes and just wallops Nezha. But the big play here in my mind, they really should be stressed more of. Hey, Dick's gone. <laughs> like, it, it kind of seems they like did. an answer. Like, hey, where is Dick? Shut your goddamn mouth and listen to me. I'm telling you right now, we need to put him back in his tomb. It's over here, and one of us needs to sacrifice himself. This is my Supergirl voice. Dick is going to come back sometime, but we don't have time to talk about that. There's Nezha problems. We ain't got problems. no time for that. So when you have this, the Doom Patrol in the current timeline of Okay, the so we haven't, we haven't seen a lot of the Doom Patrol except for maybe like one story arc that Jeff Johns did during his Justice League run in the New 52. And maybe some Milk War stuff, but I don't even know if that's in continuity. But the idea, you think the, the Doom Patrol are going to sacrifice themselves because they're not, like, you know, really relevant they may, today? They may <laughs> actually comics? go like, hey, everybody, Hanson, let's all go in. But they're researching, hey, we got to find where man, this what tomb you was. Doing? <laughs> and when they end up mentioning where the tomb is, 
and they're like, okay, I think that it's here. This must Down be where island the place off of Maltese. Yeah, that's Lazarus Island. That that is the going to be the tie-in. Well, yeah, that's the thing is too because that was like the Cote Maltese was that yeah close to that yeah yeah he ended up leaving that time to even go there to hang when he ran into the Bat family so. I do believe that they are going to imprison him on Lazarus Island. You will get that Waiting as a for connection. Soul for, to show up. Yeah, yeah. And that's why she is worshiping Nezha, maybe trying to release him. Now, is Nezha the Lazarus demon that was going to take control of Connor Hawk before his pals kicked his ass? And he may, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. That's a weird play, but because I think I don't what happens. I don't see the demon Nezha being the, de- the Lazarus demon. They just feel like different entities right now. Maybe they'll say like his evilness was seeping out there. And that's in a what sexy way. The Lazarus. Exactly. But I think that what's happening, they're going to they're going to imprison him in on Lazarus Island. He's going to be there. And the play here of the Batman versus Robin book coming up that is tying into this, right. but also the Robin book, all that stuff, Shadow War. You're going to have Damien. I think he's going to end up, you know, messing with some things that he shouldn't. And the idea, it's not going to be Damien being evil. We see it full bore here. Nezha is able to oh, possess no. people. I think he's going to possess Damien. He's been working Damien. even longer on his possession uh, yeah, magic. Yeah, I mean, that's what they even say with the, you know, the warriors decade. of G. They're like, he's been working on shit. So I think that that's the play. Damien will get possessed, then he'll end up fighting Batman. I, I'm looking forward to that, if that's the case. But that's what it looks like. Well, it's going to be way better than really Damien just being up. fucking butthurt about his dad some more and the two fighting each other. I don't want to ever see that again. I just, I would have, what I wanted to see is more of Lord Deathman. That's what I want to see, Eric. Flatline, Lord Deathman, give it all. I will tell you that I saw some panels of some books. It, it They weren't lettered, but Double uh, XL, he was there. Then I don't need Double XL. He was, was there with hype big, crew there? big shoes. No, it just looked like him. Big shoes and his Jenko well, jeans. Without his hype crew, you know that boy's powerless. That is true. He has the power of the hype crew. He does. But yeah, when Supergirl lands and like, oh my God, Dick's lost in the time stream. They're like, we got other shit to do here. Uh, oh, we're yeah. going to have to imprison Nezhan. Oh, by the way, I found out that when we imprison him, somebody has to stay behind. You're like, really? <laughs> That's how it works, doesn't it? And you do have a... It's a funny scene back in the past when she's finding out about this, and they are playing it a little coy about yeah. what you do and whatnot. Are, were we supposed to have feels when they're like, oh, and I, I don't even remember the guy or gal that they say. They say the name, right. like, you know, R.I.P. That I'm like, am I supposed to have feels Well, that's the thing. Is at first, I actually got really upset because I'm like, did they tell us what the thing was in the last issue, and I'm a dummy and just can't remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm telling you. Like, they seem to not want to say it. G, while they uh, essentially took out the demon Nezha, 4,000 years ago, they were the shit at that point. They don't really care about them all that much, so they can just stay back here in the past while my heroes heroes do stuff in the present or the, the not-so-distant past. Maybe maybe they'll time travel, too. I don't know. Maybe that'll be the deal, because the one lady, she's like, Saran, and then the guy's like, you were the bravest of us all. Maybe she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll time travel, too. I'll be the one to well, you know, seal is, it up. With somebody who sacrifices themselves to make sure that the demon Nazha stays in there, I don't know if we know Zaran's powers. So is she still inside the tomb as well, and now she's going to come back out? Maybe she'll sacrifice That's herself That's what I'm again, saying. I don't but know. But do it right this time? Maybe. Maybe. But not really, because it seems like, like is she Damon's just the last night it. in the last crusade there, just freaking just like, you know, keeping his immortality going so somebody will choose wisely? I, I do want to mention, Eric, I did watch The Last Crusade the other day with a full intention of, as you told me, then watch The Crystal Skull. So but I did do up. I did part one. I just haven't gotten to the but second not, one the yet. The thing is, you have to watch them together, I well, said. Well, there's no way I'm watching, you know, that many hours of movies. What do you think? I'm going to watch that Batman? 
Holy yes. moly. Yeah, I'm going to have to this week, actually, for a podcast. I'm just sitting we'll there, like, I, I specifically told you you have to watch one before the other. I'm like, I'll watch one and I'll get the other one a month later. I had a, that's well, good. that's better than me just watching it when uh, the last time I watched Last Crusade was probably six, seven years ago. So it's a little more timely. But yeah, by the <sighs> end, you end up Fail. finding out, oh, my God, we got to seal the tomb. Somebody's got to sacrifice himself. Uh, somebody has to stay inside. And yeah, you end up, I like it of this, you end up having Superman looks the most surprised in my mind. It might be because Batman's eyes are whited out, but boy, he's like, holy crap, he knows it's not going to be him. I mean, seriously, he's Superman. I'd be really running scared if I was negative, man. <laughs> like, why are you all looking at me? I'm getting what out of here, robot man. girl do lately? Come on. Yeah, really, I'm telling you, they should really be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or even Robot Man, though. He's a robot. He doesn't have to freaking age or anything like that. Maybe his mind will stay like, good inside. I don't know. You said earlier about the idea of Nezha controlling a robot. Would a robot sacrifice be enough? I don't know. Maybe at the end you, you tell do me that. the red tornado. You ain't got no soul, do you? It's an robot artificial soul. Robot Man goes soul. in there. He's crapping nuts and bolts. What's going on, Eric? I, I don't know if that's proper. I can't know. Uh, but by the end, yeah, you end up it's going to set up. I, I really... It's funny because I did look at solicits just to see what was coming up. And it's it's starting to play out. Really, I checked. Does this book end then? Because it feels weird. Like, this is one set deal. Uh, but it does continue. But one of the things after the story that continues is a one-shot where they go to find Dick Grayson. So they really are putting that on the back burner. Well, it's kind and of an important thing. That. Yeah. And then you end up having a story after that about Superman and his very first uh, team-up guy it's very first it. yeah, team it's up a weird guy. deal it's a weird deal it's like thunder boy something okay. like that so i'd have to read it again but it seemed like it bradley was, seemed like it was kind of cool now slam bradley you don't need him around it'd be funny if it was shorty though that'd be cool shorty just shows up where have i been nobody knows what we're talking about but by the end what would you give this I love Dan Moore's art in this a lot, and I think all the stuff that we're doing in this looks amazing. It's just like I said before, that the devil's in the details, and I care about the devil in this situation. I need more of the story, except for this is just saying, yeah, this this, this would happen because this happens, and just because I need a little bit more explanation for the story to work out for me, and just having cool visuals. It, it looks great, but it just... I need more than that in the end, but I'll still give this a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it an 8. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, there's stuff that isn't explained, but again, I didn't even Stuff that think doesn't up, make sense. Well, when I was reading it, I never thought anything about, oh my God, the, the Firestorm Matrix or the robot deal. The real thing was, didn't make sense to me about why would they become the composite deal. Or even the pre-crisis aspects, but it's not pre-crisis. That was something he mentioned on the side. I'm not going to use that as an idea of what you know. I'm going to do my score with because of what he said then, even though it is something, but... All right, look, it, it's post-crisis, but how Jordan has Kyle Rayner-esque abilities. Everything's all, it It really is a jumble of things. It seems to be, you know, well, I'll grab that, but it wasn't how and that. But again, continuity kid in town. And some of these things, when they do happen, because I haven't been reading comics most of my life, I don't get that connection right away or disconnection. When you end up having that composite deal it almost is so cool that it outweighs the deal where I'm like, you know what? I end up letting things go. We both do of, you know, what the Green Lantern magic or or the just the Green Lantern deal, but especially Speed Force magic. So it, it is irritating. But speed force. by the end, I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, all right. Like I go. I was more confused or upset about Kara just time traveling because she did it one other time and it doesn't. 
And I even had people where I said to them, yeah, that time travel thing. And then, hey, let's go back, just start to do it. And then time storms. It, it That was more wonky to me. And people were even trying to explain it to me like, well, Barry probably tried to teach her how to do that. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's That's not how it works. So everybody trying to figure out how it works and what's going on. It gets jumbled Things up, but it is a fun book. Because. And boy, it is one of the best looking books out. And oh, yeah, so amazing. that right there puts my score at a level. And then the, the story itself and having these characters kind of do wow me at one point. So I'm going to let that go. And having that composite Superman, Batman just going around and, and blasting Martian Manhunter. I'm like, take that, John, you jerk. Right. What That's what you, you say. I'm like, what a jerk. He got possessed. I don't need that. That's what that was my fear all of my life of being possessed. So he must be weaker than me. I never got possessed. <laughs> I never got possessed by the devils. I watched all the Motley Crue videos. No, uh, but by the end, yeah, eight out of ten. They I didn't. You. I'm telling you, they did. They scared the crap out of me. And I, I ended up as an aside, I did a post on the You saw Judas Priest record one time. You had to go to freaking church immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you, just the name Judas Priest. I'm like, I'm not getting near that. Oh, that God. is going to, somehow I'm going to put on Breaking the Law. My pants are going to be down and I'm going to have fruit salad coming out of the order. I, I don't know her. You got a weird obsession with fruit salad in your And butt. the worst deal of it then is then when I heard that there was backwards masking and things and say Hotel California, a song that I just thought it was this song. I'm like, now there's sneak attacks coming. Why is the devil after me? I really thought that he was after just Like me. your parents, the devil doesn't care about you at if all. They didn't. I, even then, I'm like, Dad, what's going on about this? He didn't know what I was talking about. He told me to shut up. And I'm like, Good I'm going to get possessed. And Dad, just imagine my dad was saying, hey, Dad, is it possible that our toilet, when I flush Jesus. it, is that the doorbell to hell? And he'd be like, what the fuck? I would have been committed. So lights of a cigarette, the school system has failed us. <laughs> Doorbell to hell would be like pretty- you are in 10th grade, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, listen, you graduated college already. You have two kids. Get off of this nonsense. But the, the problem was I couldn't explain that to him. So when I went and flushed the toilet, I somehow in my mind, I had to get downstairs among the people. Eric, I can't be possessed when I'm so. Oh, yeah. Evil can't happen like around no. other people. So I Only when you're by off. yourself. I'd take off. I'd start running and I'd fall down the stairs and then I'd get yelled at for that. But I couldn't say, well, dad, you know, you got to give me a break. I'm going to get possessed by the devil. Because I just <laughs> rang hell's doorbell by flushing I rang, the toilet. I mean, how would he not answer the door? I just rang his doorbell. He's after me. Plus, I also really was concerned at one point that there were snakes and alligators in every toilet that I well, went that's on. True. And then I think that I might have asked my dad about that. And my dad ended up saying, are you an idiot? An alligator or crocodile cannot get through. I'm like, but a snake can. And then he got mad at me because that is true, Eric. A snake can get in there. Well, I told but, you it's true. Yeah, I know. He didn't say what size Holy alligator. Moly. And that's all I needed. All I needed to hear is one thing happened somewhere and it was going to happen to me. I told you, though. I, well, Jim, I, am, I do hear that someplace, somewhere, somebody's happy. Maybe one day. See, it could happen. <laughs> now I'm running scared from happiness. Don't you get near me, happiness. Because Can when you're happy, will. then you let down your guard and then the devil possesses you. That's what he does. See, he comes in the guise of happiness, Eric, right? He doesn't look like the devil. He comes in the pretty form. Right? all those glamours and stuff. You are a witch priest. You know what I'm talking about. Next book, Eric, we're going to continue the Batman, D.L. Batman, The Night, number six, Because the Night. 
belongs to Eric. I'm going to do a song right now. Written by Chip Sadarsky, art by Carmine D.G. DeMonico, Ivan Placencia, and Pat Brousseau. And we're going to continue, obviously, the training of a young Bruce Wayne as he learns to be the Batmans. And I like this issue, and I was worried that you wouldn't like it as much as me. And I said to you, it might be the opposite. I didn't like when they were training in the dojo earlier when he met Anton. I thought that that was a bit of a down issue. I like this one. And I don't know, for some reason in my mind, I thought he's going to have like the same reaction I did earlier. Well, about it's such this a weird one. idea because I feel like we did so much more in the dojo with Sensei combining a Rachel Ghoul backstory to that. So we'll come back around. That's here. not Just my concern. This whole idea here is like, all right, we shot some pine cones and Anton's bad. You know what my concern is and whether or not we get it, but at issue six of 10, I'm starting to get bored of Bruce Wayne just walking around to different trainers and doing this. This may actually set up something within this book that is more interesting by the end of Anton. Maybe we won't see Anton anymore, but maybe he'll be a bit of a villain and come back and we'll see what happens with that. He he might be, but I don't know. You think that Batman then would ever? Because this guy is a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, he's a psychopath, but we're talking about Bruce Wayne. Why would Bruce Wayne want to team up with a guy now that actually killed a man right in front of him? That well, he's was killed a, teacher. a lot of people after he teamed up with. I mean, before well, he teamed again, up with him, he ended. I don't know before the deal. Ghostmaker, no, they though, were when training. We have Ghostmaker in the current continuity, hanging out with Batman in their bro cave. At that point in time, Ghostmaker has murdered a lot of people, and the rule was you can't murder people in Gotham. Yeah, he ended up saying, but the idea, I think that it was more of Bruce Wayne, like, yeah, if I don't see it, uh, you know, you keep your methods. He just saw. Him straight up murder a guy. I don't know why he'd ever go to the and next step to even do that. So I think that maybe this is somebody else. Still then think it's that, or Anton just leaves the book and it's left up in the air to see what and who it is or whatnot. But you end up here where I think that this this whole thing of going back and doing the training of Bruce, how he becomes Batman. We said it from the very beginning. You're gonna have a tight line, uh, a tight rope walk here of is it going to be necessary is it good what not and i think that what anton does here and sets up some things i think it's better for this book overall because it it is interesting and to see well, it what just happens seems like the from whole it. idea like how many times are you going to see bruce wayne become batman the answer is a million times one thing this seems to be doing is you know writing in the continuity the as far as i'm concerned because i could be wrong but jane time james time the fourth's Ghostmaker character and the connection to Bruce Wayne early on in his life throughout the training they both did together to show you a new version of that while also telling you individually who trained Bruce Wayne to become Batman. And not only that, but who trained the, like, you know, Anton, but I think it's still a fake name because I wish I could remember what his name is, but who trained Ghostmaker as well. Again, if you end up doing this and say Chip Zdarsky wants to set something up in his Batman run, he's doing this as Anton. Yeah. You're going to be giving money to James Tynan, then you end up having Ghostmaker. Is that how that works? I, I think, well, he, it's his character. Wait, is it just because he was under contract? Well, I'm saying if he gets residuals for a character he created, Punchline, I think that if they end up using the character, they probably have to give him a little bit of money when you own the character. And so with that, I think that he's making a new guy. And I think the play is to make us think it's Ghostmaker and maybe go the opposite deal where this might be a villain that is set up in the idea of Bruce making his own villains. Or Batman, he even did it as Bruce here, where he kind of, kind of, I mean, you end up having Anton kind of blaming him. Well, you shot him, so I had to shoot him or whatnot. Anton's just an insane guy. He's going to yeah. do that. He's a killer. So, but again, I don't know. Maybe Chip Zdarsky's like, well, I'm going to set up my own guy to get my own deal. 
we'll see. I'm maybe it's, playing it's with that idea. In my mind, especially for a guy who's going to be current, like the current writer on an actual Batman book, to say, I'm going to make up my own guy that's identical to this other guy. Yeah, doing he's the identical not identical story. yet, though. The only thing you say is identical is he ran into him and trained with him, and he's a psychopath. That's exactly the character. <laughs> that is that is Ghostmaker's whole background. But again, I could say that that's my background, too. I but mean, if I ended up doing that and training with Bruce Wayne, I'm a psycho. I mean, you, you could have a bunch of these guys. I have a feeling. Like, that's everything Zdarsky's we know about it. Ghostmaker right now, though, is that he trained with Bruce Wayne when they were young, becoming crime fighters and their psychopath. Yeah, we don't know shit about him. So the idea. This is definitely like, Ghostmaker. Yeah, I think that maybe Chip Zdarsky is going to play something that surprises us that by the end, Ghostmaker actually shows up in this book to then train with Bruce going out of it. And then we'll be like, who the hell is Anton? I mean, he has done some twists. He did some stuff in the Daredevil a book that was quite like that as well, where he makes you think that you're seeing something that you think, oh, my God, this is it. This is the hand, but it's not and, and stuff like that. So we will see. I mean, in this where he goes off, you would think that he might even like give a little bit more of a hint of his actual name because he has what he told Bruce. He has an Asian Anton. name. I, I can't remember the Asian name that Ghostmaker goes by, though, oh, right, that right, he right. had before. So there's not and doesn't, you know, but we don't see Ghost. Like, you don't even know what he looks like. Right. So it, it's a weird deal to go. OK, go. So I don't know how what well, he's playing Ghostmaker. with. Yeah, not really. Not as much as like I can say that he looks just like Anton. Oh, I agree. I'm saying I can't say that because I haven't seen the. um the uh, silver fox streaks on the side. Yeah, and one of the plays where we did see, and I, I don't remember, we saw it in that Ram V book where they were training back in the day together, where we actually saw a glimpse of them for a second training when you ended up having that ghost character. What was that character that Ram V came up with? The White in Witch? The Cap White Witch, yeah. So that connection of them and whatever, and we haven't seen that. So I wonder how we're going to play this out, and it might be a twist. But, but I think it's interesting at this because I don't need chapter seven, eight, nine, ten to be, hey, let's go here, Anton. Oh, man, I don't like to do things like you, Bruce. I like to do things my way. It's starting to get boring. So I think it's good that it separates him out. That's why I thought it was pretty good. This issue, it actually gets me excited to see, oh, my God, it switches it up here. What are we going to do next? Is he going to go and try to find Anton at some point? Is he just going to say, screw it, I got to get on with my deal? Yeah, uh, oh, but again, the weird play here is- upset if we don't go to see Zatara. Yeah, well, I think that we are going to do that. I think I saw that in a solicit. But also, like, what is Anton going to do? Is Anton going to- Is it, it going to be a race to get to the next- tra- Because does he think that he's done- does he think he's the best now? Or is he going to try to still go to these trainers? And I imagine maybe he's still going to go to different involved. people, but they don't really have the same because they were told by the last master to go to this one. But it's more the idea of like finding who you think the best is. But I'm what saying you I'd do. like to see who maybe Anton goes to because the idea of who the best is. And I'm telling you, I think that maybe they have talked about. Oh, man, and I think at the one this, point we'll in the there. Batman run that they had the situation where Bruce like was going to go meet up with a master and like Anton or I say Anton just because of this. But Ghostmaker had already finished. With that person, like, oh, behind me again, aren't you? Yeah, Wayne? that was the one in, in Ireland, I believe. Remember when he went to like Dublin and they were there, some boxing guy. The thing with this, or maybe that was the setup of this. I know because he came from the dojo. I think that was in the Batman. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. And yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe Chip Zdarsky is trying to like trick us into things and, and going There's with no it. Way or, in my mind, this isn't Ghostmaker. The thing is, then that's kind of boring to have this where well, it just why not reveal the continuity. it? Then? And I'm saying, why not reveal it then? Well, I'm sure they will when the time is right. Well, we'll see. 
because I don't think I think the end of just Anton's like, I'm out of here. He almost kills Bruce and goes off, kills, you know, was going to shoot him in the head. I'm like, sure nah, that's that too Anton easy. We'll be back in this as well. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. Just like I the have no idea that Batman and Ghostmaker will have throughout the ages that we'll never know about till the couple years ago. He looks like he's like 20 years older than Batman with that gray hair and stuff. I, I we'll have to see. We could have a little bet to see if it is, but I think he's trying to trick us. But when we go into this, they end up going to Canada and end up, with, you know, meeting up with a guy who's pretty much a marksman ended up being retired. He has done his last job. We do end up finding out what that was Luka and what and it, really, it ties into, you know, being almost like a Bruce Wayne as a kid type of story here. But this guy has led up, but they're learning how to shoot the bow. And I like the dialogue. I like how it's all set up. It gets a little bit forced forward. Some things are a little quick, but you know, you have well, that's Anton's the problem. It's like, here, Here's the idea. We're going to train Anton and Bruce Wayne to be like perfect marksmen, just like, you know, the greatest marksman in the world who was passed around by different agencies all over the world to take out and assassinate people to the one day where he decided to retire because he assassinated a guy, but he didn't realize that the guy's wife and child were there. And if they started screaming, it would blow the entire operation. So we had to murder her and the child. And at that point in time, like, I've killed children, and this thing is, I'm not a good guy anymore. I am done killing people, but you know what? If I can make sure all these years later in my retirement that I train these two kids to make sure that people like me, who I used to be, will never happen again, I would do that. But when you see Anton go around and just, you know, kill a deer and say, let's make some dinner, but you killed this deer in a way that's outside of what I told you to do. You wanted to hurt this deer, make sure that it felt its death. You are a psychopath, Anton. You are exactly what I didn't want you to be this entire time. Bruce Wayne, I want you to be the best there is. Not Anton. I need to murder this boy in front yeah, of you. Anton's no, going to die. Yeah, and in that, you have that deal where it made me laugh. It was like uh, pretty much when Marge joined the police department in The Simpsons where Anton's the guy. Give me the gun, man. Why do I have to wait? He's just so into when are we going to shoot guns? When are we going to get the guns? Look, I like, just want you to know, I have a red flag already. Like, just, there's always a red flag, which is when we're going to start using the gun. Essentially, it's like Tackleberry and Police Academy as well. It's like when we're going to start using the guns, we'll get there. That's like, how they played it in The Simpsons. The guy was just twitching. out of here. Remember, he's like, I don't need your rules. And then quits. It's like leaves. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that guy didn't even give ID to be in that Police Academy in The Simpsons. No, he didn't. Well, they ended up like, we don't even know who you are. And the, the deal was that he only had, he only had to wait a weekend that he was going to, he couldn't wait. He needed that gun. Give me the gun. Uh, but yeah, the whole play of this was, you know, Anton is pretty much perfect at marksmanship, at least with the arrows. I mean, he's perfect with that, but he wants the guns. And then you have that weird deal to show that Bruce has learned other things that he's able to use in different situations where he ends up where I was there with the pastoral, you know, farmers, and they taught me how to get the gauge of the earth and the winds and things, and he's able to shoot a duck up in the air, even though he can't even shoot an arrow in a tree, you know, close by. But he well, ends no, up having though, that, more skills. That, that's the uh, that's Luco that does that. Now, oh, was it? I thought I thought it was Bruce there because Bruce ended up saying, "I learned that," and you laughed at me. No, I, it's oh, Bruce. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, that Bruce was Bruce Wayne. That. For some reason, I thought like when I was reading that, I was taking it as the idea of like you need to learn this whole thing because yes, yeah, no, I, Bruce I needed uses that to different be things. And you're right, but for some reason, I needed that to be Luke in my mind because we have Batman who like Bruce Wayne who wants to become Batman, the greatest at everything there ever will be in order to stop crime and make sure that no other little boy's parents will ever die. For some reason, when it starts out though, where Anton is better than Bruce at the bow, right? But eventually, like Bruce will be good at like, you know, marksman with the rifles and stuff like that. 
I just needed this part to be where Luca was the one doing this because I needed Green Arrow to be better at this than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> eventually for some reason i really pushed it out of my head because throughout this entire issue when we start especially when we start with the bows where he's like well anton's better than this than i am like thank god oliver queen still belongs in the justice league because what does he have if batman's better than him at this yeah anton's better than everything i mean again though anton seems a little more seasoned but you end up where he shoots this duck it comes down and he ends up saying, yeah, you made fun of me because I talked about that stuff that I was training with that you said, you know, because Anton wants weapons training. He wants to learn to fight. He wants to do that. And you're seeing, and I thought that was a pretty cool moment when Bruce shows you that everything he does is for the cause. Everything yeah. he does can be important. Even things that you would think, oh, that's not connected because that's kind of Batman. He connects everything. He's ready for everything and he uses all of his training. I really like that though. I'm telling you, the but idea Jim, that he can't hit this tree. This nomadic tribe, that. this lady, she taught him how to read the environment, to feel subtle shifts in the earth and in the temperatures. He is Captain Planet. I, I, I liked it though, the idea of how he uses training from before and it didn't really feel like it was necessary, even at a one point where Anton's kind of like, eh, well, why don't we get moving? Like, you're learning to shoot guns. You're never going to use guns. Why do you do this? But again, you have to learn that. I love that aspect of Batman, though. Yeah, and I have to be a thief to learn about how to stop a thief. And he's done that. And even when he says that line, which you even said when I told you, I really like it. You're like, eh, that's been done. But I like the idea that he hates guns. this has been done for the most part, but it's being done pretty well here. I hate guns. I'm so good at them. I mean, I'm really good at using them. And that's one of the other, like, that scares him as well. I just wanted him not to be as good at the bow to so Green Arrow had something. <laughs> that's funny. Like, he's been holding off. Where uh, Like, Oliver leaves while they're, like, practicing whatever. Oh, man, I'm so much better than you, Batman. The bad arrow. And he leaves. It was like, foom, foom, foom. He does all that. I love when you walk into the quiver, as I like to call it, from like injustice. You always have those things with the idea that people get so excited when anybody mentions the idea of a Superman Flash race. I'm like... Why don't we have a marksmanship contest between Batman and Green Arrow to always get excited about? On. Just get that. Like the idea, like gets chilly. everybody against. Yeah, the ch- gets the recipe, Eric. And oh, my chili God. Contest. The seven herbs and spices. And I, I'm telling Who's you, I love Oliver Queen contest. <laughs> every time that I go up, first off, you can have that contest between who's wasting more money at points. But you end up where. What makes more money? Wayne Enterprises or freaking Queen uh, Enterprises? Wayne Enterprises by far. But you end up where when they, I love when you go into his lair as the quiver, the arrow cave, whatever you're going to call it in the comic or whatever. And you always see there's always a target and there will always be like five arrows into each other there. Uh, I swear to God, he just Robin jams Hood them in. That's what he I just do. jams it it's in. He doesn't shoot them. Same because practical. then I'm thinking, like, unless he's doing that in front of somebody to impress him, is he, what is he doing? I've got to set up again. <laughs> All right, now well, it's like even going home. back to the like you know the Arrow TV show. Like Stephen Amell didn't need to do all that salmon ladder for himself. That was to get exactly. me hard. Yeah, really, and to make videos that wow me as well. But yeah, so all this goes, and you end up this gradual you know deal where also they're learning a little life lessons and stuff. But when they're doing Don't this, it's taking a while. Yeah, really. And while they're doing this, they end up asking Luca like, "Well, what happened to you?" Uh, what happened? He's like, well, you know, I worked for the government. There's a weird roundabout way where Chip Zdarsky likes to have fun with this of, well, I was working for the Swiss government, but, you know, they're usually neutral. So I really didn't have much to do there. I'm like, well, why did you start there? But he ends up saying, I liked being the best marksman. 
So that's why I continued. You're at a play. I'm not saying continue. I'm saying you're in Switzerland. They're they're not doing anything. So they lend him out. It almost feels like he's on loan. It's like a soccer club. Yeah. So he goes off and does a bunch of bad things. But in his mind. You got the world's best marksman of air. Sure do. Can we borrow him for a little while? We really need to kill some buddies. Yeah, we need you. We need to kill the peoples. And he didn't ask questions. And if he did, he probably wouldn't get answers anyway. They told me they were bad people. Governments. And he, at this point, probably a younger guy. And he's doing what he wants to do. He's the best of the best. So he's told, take this person down. He assumes they're bad. So I will do that. He kind of realizes things that's not the case. He was specifically told they were bad. Well, again, that's still assuming because you don't know the info about it. So you're like, you're assuming that they're telling you the truth even. So he goes, and at this point, he's in Mexico, and he ends up, you know, going to kill this guy. This guy's bad. I mean, the the way it's played out, he's a cartel leader, but he kind of has a little bit of a code. I don't like to kill people in front of their wives and children, and the intel was bad. And I do like the way this is set up because he has to end up killing them at a point because they're going to make a noise and the other snipers. This is a, I shoot this guy, and then that tells everybody else to shoot their guys that they're trained on. And if the mom, if the wife ends up yelling, that's going to throw everything off. And then at the end, you see him with the sights on this little boy, and it does look like Bruce. So I'm thinking this is the origin of Batman. Well, since they are in Mexico, Eric, that is my show. (laughs) you end up yeah from the tick but you end up where all this going down i call him deflator mouse throws yeah this throws batman off a bit this throws bruce off again because this is like is this guy as bad as the guy who ruined my life like what's going on here but he should know i mean the idea he knows that he has to get involved with some sus people here he said it he has to think like them and whatnot but that does throw him off a bit not enough to kill him. That comes out when you end up have Anton. Hey, uh, just the idea that Anton and then Bruce go out. And it's like me going out to get you a meal from Wendy's. And I end up getting Everybody you. Like, that. He's got to do yeah, it now. I'm telling you, I, I go out and I get you the Baconator or something. You're I don't like, want that. It's too much bacon. So that's what I'm saying. You're like, Baconator? What are you, a killer? Because they bring back food. And he's like, let me look at this. You shot it so it would suffer. I don't want that dinner. Plus, I'm going to kill you because you're a psychopath. And yeah, he ends up going and you have kind of a standoff. And Bruce ends up having to shoot and disarm Luca. But then Such a weird he idea, ends up getting I kept killed. looking at the like, you know, Bruce's weapon. It looks like a shotgun to me. For it does some look reason, like though, a shotgun to me. Like, it acts more like a rifle, though. It's a very, like, you know, defined. Like he shoots like, you know, Luca in the hand, making him disarm and stuff like that. And I just imagine it being a shotgun where it just blows his hand apart. All uh, arm, everything just up. But he ends up shooting him in the hand. Now, you end up then where Anton goes and gets Lucas gun and shoots him right in the head. At least he learned his lesson after all, Eric, to make it a quick death right between the eyes. You gross, uh, Anton. Bruce and Anton start fighting, but the big player is Anton is already trying to justify this as being Bruce's fault. Well, you know, you ended up shooting him. He's never going to stop looking for us. So we had to do it now. We're going to always be looking behind our shoulder and we would get killed. So it, you should be thanking me. I'm, I'm waiting for him to like, aren't you going to thank me, Bruce? Uh, but they fight, and Anton beats the crap out of him, almost ends up killing him, ends up putting the gun to his head, and can't do it. But it would be too easy. And it's funny, he says it's too easy, goodbye Bruce Wayne, and walks up. he's a psychopath, he needs a challenge. Bro, I think that, well, I think that he actually had the deal. He's closing his eyes and gritting his teeth. I think that he actually likes Bruce as a brother. 
uh, as he goes off because he's not just like, I think yeah, he wants too easy. to because the way he's pre- like presented as a psychopath, he really doesn't have feelings, but I think he wants to have feelings and puts on a whole mask of what he thinks that's supposed to be. Man, I don't know. The, no, when you put a mask like that, because I do not have any empathy for anybody and I will not like I'm not down what here in the basement about things to me about what things you see. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Well, I don't want to hear it. I'm telling you because there's the mask, character. I need to convince somebody. He's there well, by save himself. Save for somebody here. else. There's nobody to convince here. He's by himself. He could shoot him and just go. Uh, it would make no difference at all. And he's not just there, like you know, cold eyes. I see gone. more of a competitive kind of thing because I think he still wants to see who ends up better. I don't know why he's gritting his teeth and almost crying. Then I mean, this is more than just. Ah, I want to see who's better. I'll do this. I think that he actually, I think this throws him that he actually has, you know, feelings for Bruce and likes him because of all of them hanging out and things like that. Uh, but yeah, well, it, it up- does kind of go with the idea that we saw with a uh, clown hunter as well, where like he would, he didn't want clown hunter to get sacrificed, even though he's supposed to be the psychopath. Maybe he's not as much of a psychopath as we were led to believe through Batman telling us because he does have these moments where he does care about people like Bruce Wayne. Maybe we'll even clown hunter. I'm telling you, I'm never going to connect it until they tell me a name or say it's him. I just think I'm going to go with it as this guy, Anton, and we'll see how it plays out. Maybe almost like an anti uh, you know, maybe the play is you'll have Ghostmaker and I have to go against this guy that's almost as equal in that this craziness and stuff mind. like that. But again, like I said, I don't know why Chip Sadarsky would be so into keeping a character that he didn't create that's well, it's, you it's know having his own Bruce's book and Batman right now. You get to rewrite Bruce's like your career is becoming Batman with this new element to it that you might even end up using in your own Batman if run. This is it almost feels like that's the only purpose for this book. And I don't think you need that much of that. I mean, most of but this up until now like, has been I personally it. want to know when the new continuity and how things work out in today's comics, like who trained Bruce Wayne? I've been wanting to know for a long time. Tomasi started doing it during his Batman and Robin run, like really defining it, but it never got all the way. At least we're doing that here and adding in new elements that have been like, you know, previously put into Batman's history. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, I think that after this with Luca getting killed by Anton, that's way more interesting than anything that like if t- three years from now and I'm like, hey. Who is that guy that taught him marksmanship? I don't even know that anybody will even remember what I'm saying. And it might be overwritten by then anyway. Well, I have trouble remembering everybody who trained Bruce to begin with, like throughout the age and stuff like that. Sometimes I got to look even, it up. Here's the crazy deal here. We even have in a book, Tom King's already fudging it up in the regular continuity anyway, and saying different things and whatnot too. So we'll have to see how this ends up and what this series is and if it's going to continue into his run. Uh, I don't know. I will have to see. But like I said, I'm not going to start putting one and two and three together about, oh, we saw Ghostmaker do this. So this must be him. And that's why he's doing this. I'm going to have to wait until they say that it is definitely him. It'd just be like a weird situation. Like, here's a guy. He says his name is like Brett. All right. But he's got godlike powers and is a farm boy from Kansas. But I don't know. <laughs> Again, that could be Ulysses. Who can't? I mean, you end up having twists well, of things, and what you know, uh, like you know, has the exact same backstory as everything we know about Clark Kent. Uh, uh, I, I'm just saying, this isn't. We we don't know enough. Tynan never gave us enough of a backstory for Ghostmaker for me to say everything is connected. We only know like three things about Ghostmaker. And this, and he's we've insane. seen them all here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying he's insane, and he went off and pretty much took down a lot of the world big organizations to make money. That's kind of what we know. So I'll have to wait and see. Like I said, if it ends up being that, then I'll say, oh, that's cool. But it's almost like, again, we spent almost a year and a half 
while we were going through books saying, well, this must be the case because of future state and future state was averted for the most part. So it ends up being like a fool's deal. And so I I'm, I don't get involved with that, with the idea of, you know, what's going to play in this character and that until I'm told. So we'll see. But I do think he's going to I think he's going to shock us and try to surprise us with a little twist by the end. Like at the end, like, hey, did you see Anton yet? And you're like, no, Ghostmaker. Like all of a sudden he's there, Eric, and it's not him. But we'll see. But what would you give this? I think the art in this is amazing. I still enjoy the idea of, you know, continuing on the journey of Bruce Wayne, especially the way it's being done here, because I think it's done really well, especially with bringing in what I think is the Ghostmaker. But it's just I didn't have as much fun with this one as I have with previous ones with like, you know, ninjutsu when it is just ultimately Bruce Wayne shooting pine cones and then. It, it for some reason the marksmanship aspect of it didn't hit me as hard as other one. Learning about Luca's like what made him retire didn't really like push the story forward for me. But I'll give it a seven out of ten. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight. I I liked it. I liked the little bits. I like little bits, Eric. I like when Bruce shows that he's learned some other things even before the idea that he can put all of his knowledge into doing something that he's not really great at, but he's able to combine you know things and do that. And I I did like that idea of seeing you know, Luca's backstory to kind of resemble a bit and Bruce freaking out, but realizing I still have to go forward. And he doesn't end up like he's going to disarm Luca. And then that ends up like, again, he kind of was part of the killing of him because he, he just, he ends up being caught up in that with all this going on with Anton. This I want to see a weird idea that we're freaking Anton blow. I think is it with my idea that this is ghost maker, but Anton blows Luca away right here. And Bruce is essentially like a, and uh, like he helps out with the murder. I can't think of the word I need. But uh, anyway, that there would ever like be a thing that he'd be able to hang out with him again. It really does bother me. But it, it has been a thing in the regular Batman story where, you know, Ghostmakers killed a lot of people. And the rule is just not Gotham. I mean, that's that's the play too. like if you remember how Ghostmaker came about. It's what Tynan does and what DC was doing. Like every character that showed up starts off being a villain and then suddenly his best friends, because when he showed up in Gotham, I'm going to take you down. You aren't doing what you're supposed to. I'll never work with you. You're a murderer, Ghostmaker. And then all of a sudden, like before we knew it, it was a switcheroo. Oh, man, come on. You're, you're cool, man. Let's go. It felt weird. It felt like at the beginning that it was supposed to be more of a villain and was just going to kind of show up, fight him and go off. And then they ended up people seemed to like him. I, it just felt weird. Even then, like you said about him working with him even knowing that he does, uh, you know, use a little more lethal deal. And then it becomes, but again, people laugh when the Bruce Wayne does, you say it to me when I'm like, he wouldn't do it. Like, what about Damien? What about Jason? Like he, he always says one thing, but he, it's always like, not again, uh, even when they keep doing it again, not again. He keeps saying it, you know, cats yeah, toxic and, relationship. Batman. Yeah, Batman's always like, it always is a not anymore guy. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You killed 7 million people. No more. Oh, man, I killed somebody. But I'll let that one slide. No more. He keeps doing it. So we'll have to see, we'll have to see what the deal is. I mean, really, with that, why wouldn't it be Ghostmaker? This guy went to freaking school with the Scarecrow. I mean, this guy is all over the fucking place. Really, he's all over. So he might be just everybody's best friend and classmate and roommate and stuff like that. So we'll end up seeing and all that. But with all that going down, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I do like it, but we're going to go off to some mail now, and then we'll be back with more books. Mail, 
again, here is the uh, mail section of the podcast. If you want to get involved, please email us at weirdsciencedccomics uh, at gmail.com. All of the things that we say, links, and I jumble and stumble and fumble through, they're all in our campsite bio link in the show oh, notes if you end up wanting stories? to go there. We do tell the ghost stories, but then I'll get scared. Every ghost story in my mind ends up with, and then he had a hook. In his hand. And then, and then little he Jimmy starts... got possessed by the <laughs> devil. <laughs> and then, like, the worst is he got possessed by the devil, and suddenly he liked s'mores. Now you know Why there is you? nonsense going on. And then the first mail is from J-Man, who says, hi, Jim. He's uh, directing this to me. But I okay. ended up, and I didn't know if this was for the whole podcast or whatnot, but I wanted to put it on here so everybody can give him a little shout-out because he's had some issues happening in his life here. I just caught your collaboration for of the comics aficionados, Eric. Did you know that I'm an aficionado? That's you guys can call yourselves whatever yeah. you want. For the Thinking Critical YouTube they channel. Think I aficionados. I think they're assholes. Think we're assholes. Yeah, end up where I've been on that a little bit. And I'm getting a little more loose doing it. At first, I didn't want to end up saying anything. I was nervous. Well, you got to work it out a little bit. Well, I didn't know how the play was. I, I had to get the lay of the land. I'm a little bit better now. I wasn't on this week. I was on last week, though. I just want to say you did a good job there between your comic podcast and DC website and Wes's content on Thinking Critical YouTube channel. I have the opportunity to listen to the most insightful critique of comics on the entire interweb. So okay. thank you. I'm waiting for Eric Shea to go on, but he does not like to meet new people. Look, I don't play well with others. You don't. I just want, like, it would be funny. I, I pictured at one point, I'm like, could I get Eric over here? You're sitting at the desk with me, and now it's just like Hollywood Square. And the answer is like, no. We're like the square there. It's me and you. Oh, I'll be the greatest, though. It's like, Eric, I really need you to come over. It's a life or death situation. Eh, I don't think so. Don't, doesn't, isn't the idea that me being on there isn't as good as, say, like the America's Sweetheart? I mean, America's Sweetheart, he should be the one who's on there, right? I mean, you are world famous, Eric. Did you realize that you're that world way. famous? Oh, my goodness gracious. You do want to keep it that way. Yeah. Now, with that, I was stalling a little because about two weeks ago, I ended up putting you as a notable person from Quakertown and they <laughs> deleted it. Eric. It was up there for bitch. a while. Those jerks. The funniest thing is, too, is I put Eric Shea. And I put podcaster and toy collector. It was up there for a while. So. Well, I can understand why. You didn't tell me anything about my horror movies, Jim. Well, that's the, the funniest thing about it is that just putting Eric Shea automatically linked you to Eric Shea, the child actor from back in the day. From and the maybe Poseidon that's adventure? why, because it wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't get rid of that. But I'm like, yeah, that makes it more official. Maybe it'll stick. Yeah, I just went. And I, what I was going to say is. I was going to say that you were on the Wikipedia so you could go over and have a laugh because I forgot about it. And I just went to make sure it's not on there. Those jerks. I'm putting it back. I'm going to uh, go right back there and put it there. I have screenshots. Who was so monitoring this if they took it down? I don't know that they take you down. I mean, seriously, in this shithole town, you're a big deal, right? You're on a podcast. How, how dare they? I mean, seriously, now I'm pissed off. I actually, I'm mad. I mean, with that. Do they understand how much money I put into this freaking town through drinking at the local <laughs> establishments? I, I, let alone that up the rent that they can, you, the rent that you pay to live in this town <laughs> is high. outrageous. I mean, it really is. So, yeah, I, I'm telling you, in that, you end up having, and they, they mentioned some people in this that I know are not from Quakertown. Right away, remember the girl who was in Girl Meets World? You probably wouldn't remember this blonde. Sabrina Carpenter is her name. Wasn't she from she Allentown? Only, she, yeah, no, I think she's from, uh, what's it called? East Greenville. 
She ain't from no Quaker town. Get out of here. Eric Shea was. I'm really, really mad. The funniest is Bill Mensch, microcomputer pioneer, is not only on the list. I met him. Maybe it's because I'm like, you know, labeled in Warminster because that's where I had all my uh, childhood stuff at. What happened if I go to Warminster and you're listed there? <laughs> <laughs> Podcaster and toy collector. Eh, I thought it was fun. Lewis Riddick, former professional football player for the 49ers and on air talent for ESPN. I met him as well. He's from Penridge, Eric. He's from Penridge. He's not from Quakertown. This is nonsense. I'm really Do they have upset. that girl that was in the Gilmore Girls? Because I know she was from Lansdale. No, no, they do not have her. Okay. Uh, at one point, I thought they do were they saying Maya pink? Angelou Are they try to was claim pink, even though she's from freaking. No, you know, and they from actually Warrington. don't have the Bloodhound Gang either, which kind of gets thrown in with us because it's kind of a gray area. But they do have two that I do know are Diana Brackelenny, who's a hockey uh, field hockey player, Olympian, and you know the Brackelenny deal in Quakertown. She's on there, and Ken Troy, who I went to school with his brother. Uh, he was on the New York Jets. He's legitimately probably one of the most famous athletes from Quakertown. So that's that I pretty was. cool. And like I said, well, maybe. I don't know what athleticism you know, you're doing. No, maybe that's but... what the problem is. You put on podcaster and toy collector. Well, that's Eric true. athlete. Well, it's funny. They're It'll like, make wait my daddy a second. Happy. <laughs> they actually took it down because they thought I was underselling you. Like, yeah. this like man said, wears many shit coats. about anything with my heart. <laughs> I was going to, and that that's the funny thing, and this is where it goes to the idea of- Have you ever heard of, of a little guy called the cellar dweller? Yeah, exactly. I, the funny thing is I'm there, and this is all for a joke, me putting you there. I was going to put myself there, but it didn't feel right, Eric. I, I was a little embarrassed to put myself- It's like giving yourself your own nickname. And I think, yeah, I, I thought that I even put uh, cellar dweller and America's sweetheart. I forget the whole write-up of what I did, often known as a cellar dweller or America's sweetheart, and they took that down. Oh, my goodness. What a bunch of jerks. We find out that it was your mother. She's the one manning the wall. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> that would be great. She is involved in historical mama. society. He doesn't get on wikis. It's so funny. We're, we're ending up. Tanya applied for some grant, something to fix up the house because it's so old. And so at one point, we're going through this thing. And I don't even know what's happening. I'm there signing papers, as I always do. But at one point, the guy then says, oh. Well, we'll have to get a hold of the historical society because they'll have to say, yes, this is that old and it's that. And I'm like, yeah, we're done now. Eric's mom's involved with that. We're done. And I told John, I said, you know, Eric's mom is involved with this. She's like, oh, great. I don't think she is anymore. I think she might have gotten kicked out. Because I'm telling you. Because she had she a fight like with some me. lady. Well, there you go. She doesn't like me. She does not not like you. I have emails that basically say that I'm an asshole. It really is. Like, I have emails that basically say I'm an asshole. I, I, well, that's true. But all the emails are like, hey, Jim, I still hate your guts, but can you tell Eric to call? Oh, that's just her saying hi. Yeah, oh, that, that is. That's, that, that's just her saying, hello, how are you doing? Ah, there you go. little shout out. To your mother, right? You, you want to give a shout out right there to your mother? <laughs> Didn't we already <laughs> two, go? Bros. Two bros, Eric. But we'll continue in this. Thanks for your ongoing discussion and critique. I've been kind of reclusive in the last few weeks, months. And we haven't heard from J-Man in a bit. And he says his mom just died about two weeks ago of highly aggressive oh, brain cancer, that. which sucks. And I am trying to get my dad into an assisted living facility to his Parkinson's oh, and a plethora of other health is. Sucks getting old. It really does. And that, that's just, you know, something you don't want to wish on anybody. But I said to him, I even responded that I well, hope you can get it. that figured out. Yeah, really. That required 20 plus hours of daily supervision. But he says, so keep the comic conversation going. And we said before, one of the things now, this is a very unfortunate situation, but we do like to do this stuff because we do hear like 
even if it's just, nah, my job sucks, but I listen to you guys and you make me laugh. So that's why we do it. It really lifts his spirits. He said, and that's J-Man from Half Moon Bay. So everybody give a shout out Thank to you, J-Man. Think about J-Man. Uh, with everything going on, you, you really don't need that on top of it uh, in this crazy old world that we call a rocket ship of life, Eric. The next is Chisanga. This is from a couple weeks ago, but we ended up having our uh, Patreon-only show and things like that. So we're going to throw this in here. He says, sup, get fresh crew. <laughs> Just finished Shadow War, and after pulling or putting the final issue down, first thought that popped into my head was, what was the point of it all, Eric? A lot of these Joshua Williamson things, the point is to continue later. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the whole idea the of the Shadow War was to jump into the Dark Crisis and what's going on with Slade, but also setting up, what I think, what's going on with like the Demon Nezha and, and stuff like that. That is what Lizer the Solid. point is and stuff like that. And it's also going to tie and into that Geo Batman Force versus... Over. Yeah, Batman versus Damien is going to have a lot yeah. to do with that as well and whatnot. So we'll see. So while and we yeah, can call Geo it a Force. mini event, all mini event, all they are is pretty much set up. And, and Tony Walton ended up saying that he... Kind of, is, it was like he was sad that Geoforce gets thrown in as a villain, but also excited because he kind of likes Geoforce and wants to see more of him. And he said, do you think we'll see more? I mean, no. he really would be a set up deal to deal with Batman Incorporated since he, you know, ended up in the, outsiders, the outsiders thing and whatever. And so maybe at some point he escapes and you get Ghostmaker on his ass or something. Or maybe he goes and you have the Outsiders team kind of try to do something with i, I don't, don't know, know what jail you're gonna keep geoforce in yeah remember he was like all in like it looked like like metahuman like shackles and stuff i don't know with that i've seen you know things spoiler alert they couldn't even keep talion jail how are you gonna do I it with the geoforce what are you gonna have them like the magnetos in that glass prison right the, the plexiglass still control all the ground underneath that prison yeah, i guess <laughs> it just ends up it just gets swallowed. like unless you have a foundation of sand but you can't build on that Ooh, jim but maybe they'll try I'd, maybe it's a foundation of plexiglass. It just never ends. Put them in space. Throw them in well, the that's sun. The thing is, we had Superboy Prime in the middle of a red star and a red star sun, though, when a cage made up of all these different green lanterns that were on like all around the freaking, you know, the star guarding him at all times, keeping the cage there. He still escaped. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> just get out of that. I mean, seriously, you think that's going to hold him down? And especially when he's got redemption on the mind. I mean, no, Eric, that's not going to work. One issue did not redeem him. I don't know what you're saying. This is why I don't trust you with the Ghostmaker. You thought Superboy Prime was redeemed in that. Everybody, that was his deal. Everybody goes with that. I I actually saw a video the other day that I'm like, he murdered so many people. (laughs) He went back to his home world and murdered everybody there. I know, but that's the thing about like redemption is he made up, but he didn't make up totally for it, but he ends up saying, hey, I'm going to go forward with that. It was a bullshit issue. can be redeemed. You know what I mean? They can be ridiculous. At some point, Batman's saying, hey, I'm going to team up with you, Ghostmaker. I guess he gets redeemed for shooting a guy right in the face. Old Luca there. Holy moly. It almost reminded me I of the song. I still feel like Luca. Prime killed more people than Ghostmaker. Do you like Suzanne the Vegas? Do you like Suzanne Vegas, Luca? I think no. that's what it was called. You didn't like that song? My name is Luca. On the scale of one to 10, I had two going into Dark Crisis, but a Shadow War is a look into how Williamson handles events. Now I'm at a minus five, he says. We're liking uh, the whole Dark Crisis so far. Not exactly that Young well, Justice like, tie-in, but... we had like a road to Dark Crisis. Do we have a zero, a number one, and like Young Justice? But like for the most part, yeah, I'm enjoying it just because nothing has really felt like it started yet. Yeah, no. Well, that's what Joshua Williamson does, so it better pick up. Trial of the Amazons. Was there a trial? No, there was not. Guilty. Eric, the tower. That was nonsense. Nonsense. And Mariko Tamaki, I think next, uh, last issue... 
got something caught in my throat there. Oh, yeah. Uh, la- last next week, I think, or last issue. Tell me about the tower, Cricker. <laughs> the tower? I don't even remember anything about the tower other than, hey, this is Harley Quinn, but it's not Harley Quinn, but guess what, everybody? The big swear of the story, it's Harley Quinn. Thank God Batman's back to save the Bat family from themselves and this tower. Whew, I'm having problems. Something is weird, Eric. I'm about yes. to throw up. No, something's <laughs> like, I might be choking to death. Um, he says then, Have um, a drink my your coffee, eyes Joe. are watering. I did. I'm having problems. Tower and War for Earth 3 prove that no one at DC You're at the mess. moment can tell an engaging story. That doesn't feel <laughs> like a wasted uh, time and, and put a gunpoint. I'm having problems. I don't know what happened, Eric. It's just around to edit this out. Holy moly, I think I might be choking to death. Uh, are you here? Can you give me that? I'm like, maneuver. I hear about this maneuver all the time. Ah, uh, but he ended up saying all those were, you know, pretty dismal. The War for Earth 3, that was your oh, yeah. event. Which ones? That was, that was your event. War for Earth 3, Tower, Trial of the Amazons, and Shadow War, he says, were all down. Shadow War was a Shadow little War better. Shadow War is not great, but it was still way, tons better than anything else that, like you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it was. Holy mo- I can't see. I'm, I threw the tears there. I can't see. It's just like every every day for me. Holy moly, crying <laughs> down here by myself. You need your moon boots to see over the counter? I, What's I going might on? need those. Maybe some stilts. Uh, at one point, I almost got like these toy stilts, but I, my mom wouldn't let me do, do it. She thought I'd kill myself. And you them. would. I you fell down the stairs cool. trying to run away from Satan. Yeah, Come on, of no, course you kill yourself. If I had those stilts, I could have been, you know, looking down on Satan. You know, that's what you should do. That's how you stop them. You'd be crotch uh, high. Probably. Really. He comes out of the toilet. I'm in big trouble. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, the tower story, I, I don't even, I didn't trust that damn story from the get-go. You well, said you that I had a vendetta. No, what I really didn't like, and it almost goes with the Christopher Priest with the Black uh, Black Adam book. I hate when these writers end up saying in interviews, yeah, I don't really know anything about this story, but my editor said this. And that's what Mariko Tamaki, like, remember when they kept asking her questions? Uh-huh. I think it was on the bookcase, Batman's bookcase, whatever he calls it now. Ended up having like, oh, man, like, this is cool. You're going to do this and that. She's like, I don't really know because it's the editor's story. Like, oh, really? Well, it seems to be the case with a lot of stuff. Even going back to Steve Orlando's Wonder Woman, like, you know, whatever story he wanted to tell, some editor would come along. Hey, look at this. I think this character would be really cool. But like, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't matter. Put the character in there out of nowhere. At least he had a story at one point and he had his own and they ended up sabotaging it and really told him, if you don't listen to us and put Phantom Stranger in this book. We will fire you. All right, Phantom Stranger, it is. Here he goes. It's the middle yeah, of a story. Seemed to be, and it made no sense. And actually, that was when Steve Orlando actually got a hold of me, and I really gave him a lot of credit for that because I hated that issue. I said it was bull crap. What is this character showing up? And he actually ended up messaging me. And just a little shout out, if you are on a review site or plan on doing this, this is one of the things. The writers can see through your bullshit because he ended up saying that he was hoping that this issue would get really bad because he was told to do something he didn't want to, yet it was getting 10 out of 10s. It didn't make sense. And he thanked me for actually like, thanks for seeing that that didn't make sense. And then told me the story and the idea that they were going to fire him if he didn't use a character because the editor saw a variant cover laying around with Phantom Stranger on it. Hey, that, that character cool. looks cool. Put him in there. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, seriously, hopefully that guy doesn't see anything with Etrigan, right? It's, it's, He's going to freaking so pop the idea. Like you, 
you see Phantom Stranger, have no idea who the character is, say, put that that person in. He looks cool. Obviously, he didn't see the sales for the Phantom Stranger series that we had in the New 52. <laughs> yeah, really. They didn't look cool. They look cold as ice, Eric. They, they were bad. And that's the thing. It's funny. He ends up next thing you see. Oh, man, who's that? Oh, that's the question. Oh, that looks cool. Like, he has, he has like a thing here for these characters. But yeah, I, that was bullshit. But when you get that deal where you're on Detective Comics, that is a huge, huge book. I don't know if you know that, Eric. Very big book. And she doesn't even have I her own story. She doesn't even have her own story and has to be told, hey, you should do this, this, and this. All right. And then ended up fudging it up the whole time. It was nonsense. Oh, my goodness. And again, last issue of Detective coming up. I'm wondering how the, this current story with the Riddler radio, if that's even going to tie into anything or end yeah. up any sort of deal. And I bet it just falls apart and then she'll go away. And what I saw one person reviewing saying one of the best runs of Detective Comics ever. Well, I'm sure that person read some the some last more. Detective Yeah, you got to read some more. I ended up getting in a fight and we'll be talking about, you? you know, the little bit of reviews in a little bit. But one guy ended up trying to like. I don't know. He seemed to be throwing his weight at me about his reviews, and he's a reviewer. And I, and then, and then, like you know, Mark Wade on the side. Do you know who you're talking to right now? I ended up getting a little pissy about it, and I usually don't. I usually try to yes, play, you, you know, the guy. No, I usually try to like get this, Eric. This guy tried saying this to me of all people. No, listen to that. No, it was that he joined in out of nowhere and did mm -hmm. it. I thought he was the jerk, and that's how I played it. But I know. You know, when I say this, you'll giggle, even if it's just yourself, because, you know, if I'm in a battle, like I'm telling you, me and somebody are just yelling that they're the way, you know, that by the end, for some reason, I have to try to win the person over with jokes and think that I'm going to end up, hey, Eric, they love me now. It's always my thing at the end. And this guy, no, I went for it. I, 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 I toured. That is my hobby. I don't know. This guy ended up getting involved. Sounds very toxic. Again, here, when I'm talking about this, again, this is a little later. We'll say a little more. But this was in a bunch of tweets about that site stealing one of our reviews. And then this asshole gets involved as if he's like, I don't even know why. He's part of that site. And ended up, well, you wouldn't say. I'm like, nobody asked you, dude. It's not about you. Get out of town. I'll discuss it later. I'll tell you what okay. I told him. It was pretty funny. It made me giggle. But yeah, uh, but with all this, I don't even know where we're at. Uh, I guess we have the last one. It's Star Liar, something that I'm sure definitely somebody in the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, they're just trying to screw with you, I think. But Star Liar says, hey, Jim, when are Blackpink making their comeback? It's been like two years. It has, Eric. It's been almost two years. I don't know. Thought it was going to be in July, but then they ended up announcing that the boy band for YG Winter, they're getting a comeback. So who knows, Eric? Who knows? And I'm mad, but that's all I'll say about that. I know that they're just trying to rile you up, but that is oh, the mail. Yeah, that is the mail. And with all of that, yeah, if you want to email and I don't know, get me riled up again, you can email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Again, I want to mention that if you go into the campsite bio, you can tell ghost stories. You can end up hopefully bring your backpack because you're going to need that. And then you can also email us and we'll read all the mails. But we'll be back in just a second to finish up with three. Yeah. And, and don't like bring sus things. You don't need to do that. No, no things? dirty magazines. You don't Why need not? that at the camp out. Tell me how to live because, my life. I mean, I want to have a nice camp out, right? I don't what need does guys that even going mean to you? I don't you know. in the woods just sounds like a nightmare. I don't even know you think you I don't have no idea what you mean as a nice camp out. Cut that woods out. This is the camp out. Like 
As a kid, I used to like camping out in my bedroom. Like a camp out for hunger for you is just you sitting around in your living room eating off like Cheetos off your chest. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a great camp out. Where's the campfire? Uh, I used to like, I say this, I never really had a lot of people sleep over my house because there was no fun there. I used to sleep over other people's houses and we'd have little camp outs in the house. I I think I had one kid. (laughs) That I went over to his house and we had a camp out. He had like Just lived on a farm. Just going to people's houses and setting fires to their living room. No, yeah, really. No, I sneak in. And that, that's me going, hey, I'm going to be down at the the uh, town getting some food. I don't know. Uh, I ended up uh, sleeping over a kitty at a farm. And we did have tents and things in the backyard. And then we went out. We went exploring all night. It was one of my, it was almost like a movie type deal because it was like the last day of summer. We were going to have to go to school the next day. Or the next week, I guess, because this would have been a Friday. But on Monday, school was starting. This was one of my best friends, Eric. He was going to Strayer. I was going to Milford. I didn't talk to the that guy divide. then after that. Yeah, that's the big thing. You our... didn't talk to him again in high school? or And I'm sure that you also, you know, lived on the same street, maybe neighbors? No, no it was like three years later. And he lived like, he lived in a weird, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, almost like not the Mixon way, way off. It was okay. weird that Eva was involved, but he lived back there. And so he was Strayer because of that divide. And uh, yeah, I didn't talk to him for like two or three years. And then when I saw him in high school, he, he looked weird then. I didn't need his nonsense. I had grown. different weird places that I didn't have. He looks weird. Is he some kind of wolfman? He had a, a big afro. I'll tell you that. It, it threw me off. I didn't even recognize him. Plus, the guy probably grew like eight feet. What's that like? It's just huge. I don't know. I, I didn't know. grow until later. I'm like, look at this guy trying to put me down with his height. There he go off in junior high and do that. His name was Paul. Paul Rimel was what his name was. Uh, at least I still remember that. But yeah, we had. It was one of the best nights I ever had. We went walking around in cornfields <laughs> and stuff. Day. It was. It was like the cornfields because it was like at the end of August. And boy, we had some fun times then. Made some foods and stuff. He didn't bring nudie magazines. I really appreciated what that. A and if he did, I would have ran off. That would have been the end of my night. I would have been in the bathroom the rest of the night. So with that sobbing, Eric, sobbing. But we'll be back in just a second. Hey, everybody, before we get on to the last section of books, I just wanted to remind everybody, or at least tell them that we have a bunch of shows on our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And one of them is our pop culture show that we do each month. We ended up doing it this past week. And I figured that I'd give you a couple clips from the show to let you see what we end up doing. We try to have a bunch of fun, me and Eric, talking about nonsense and laughing about it. So here are two clips from the show. The first is when we were talking about a Back to the Future musical. They have one that is hitting Broadway soon. And we were talking about what that might end up sounding like. Back to the Future announces Broadway debut. Quote, the future's coming. Eric, you, you ready? How are you going to go 88 miles per hour on a stage? I'm telling you, they go 110, I hear. I, I better have a flying DeLorean on that stage. A Back to the Future musical. I love that it's a musical, too. Just this idea. I'm like, why, because I will watch any musical based I, I on I just movies. want to, Chico Watts, Chico Watts. What are they yeah, going to yeah, do with yeah. this? And do they do Going the time back warp to again? The past to see my daddy. Would you laugh if they did the time warp? Why would they do the time warp? I just found myself back in time. Stay away from me, mother. I'm not Calvin Klein. 
Would that be good? Would you get that's that? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Incest is wrong. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think that's quite what the musicals sound like. A uh, boy can dream, right? And the next clip and the final clip is me and Eric talking about Neapolitan ice cream. It was from a discussion of a new Neapolitan Oreo cookie. And in this discussion, first off, Eric kind of had a mind-blown experience where he never thought of Neapolitan being something that you end up eating all the flavors at once. And that is my big problem with Neapolitan ice cream is because the strawberry part of it is nonsense and nobody likes it. And it is, in my mind, just a way for the ice cream companies to dump all that extra strawberry ice cream and get rid of it. But here is us discussing it and Eric kind of realizing that he always thought of Neapolitan as something different than both of us, agreeing that it sucks and it should be banned. When you get the Neapolitan, you have the choice of, you know, vertical or horizontal. I've never gone horizontal in my life and it's never crossed my mind. <laughs> you always go with, to me, Neapolitan the more is the, oh, I got some variety. It's not, I want to get them all at once. That's my whole point. But I think you're supposed to. I only think this over the last like two minutes now because it's never crossed my mind because that's what everybody that's in my family my always complaint. just point the thing. Yeah, because I would go and I'm like, eh, somebody else can eat strawberry. I was taught to be stupid. I'm getting vanilla. Like, why don't we just buy vanilla if that's what everybody's going I for know. the first time around, you and goddamn dubby. I'm telling you, the amount of freezer burned strawberry sitting in a Neapolitan garden is through the roof. Let's make that into some milkshakes. You're never going to go into a Neapolitan ice cream box and open it up and go, oh no, only chocolate's left. (laughs) It's never going to happen. It's always the strawberry that's left. And then you have to decide. Why are are we doing this? I'm already here. (laughs) Do I really want ice cream? No. I'm going to go out uh, and get another box of Neapolitan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we're out of ice cream. There's only strawberry left. And there's some clips there to show you what is the pop culture podcast that we do on the Patreon, amongst all of the other shows that we do. And the episode that we just did, we talked about a bunch of things. Indiana Jones, Chris Evans saying that he would like to be Johnny Storm again. The Black Phone, I'm just going through the list here. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, we ended up talking about a lot of crazy stuff. So if you want to listen to that and a bunch of the other shows at Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash weird science, sign up for whatever level that is right for you, and just let those shows just come flowing in. We have a ton of shows over there, and I think there's always going to be something that people can find to enjoy. But with all of that, I hope you had fun listening to those clips, but we're going to go back and finish up the podcast with three books to end it all right now. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Hey, boy. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. That is Eric Shea, a little Jisoo mix for you, Eric. Hey, I think you appreciated that. That is Jisoo right there saying, hey, I don't like Eric you doing Shea, the remixes like that. Because I'm sitting up? here, like, just listening to the music. All of a sudden, I have a hey, boy. I'm thinking I'm being haunted. Hey, boy. <laughs> that's the haunted deal. I sent you a thing. Did you watch that? That kid who thought he saw a ghost in, yeah. the, in the ceilings? Yeah, that happened with Zach when he was little, and you're telling me it was time displacement or whatever the hell it was called, and it freaked me out. 
a little less because that that whole deal. The story right is bullshit. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, possess myself, Eric. Why would I do that? But here we are. We have three books, three big books, three kind of you know tie-in Dark Crisis, little Bat Family stuff going. <laughs> yeah, I don't what know, now? Eric. What are we starting with? The Flash, number 783, written by Jeremy Adams, Arpai Amanke, Nahula Pan, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lay. And this is our Dark Crisis tie-in with the Flash series, where we're going to go on the search for Barry Allen, who's lost in the Omniverse. And that's one thing I do enjoy about this, is the fact that we're using the term Omniverse more than just multiverse here. Yeah, that's how we kind of started the whole... You know, Infinite Frontier as well. So it makes sense. But it is crazy that you start this issue out with freaking what looks like the Flash Barry Allen Earth that we've seen him trapped in, where everything has gone to shit, where Barry Allen is just beating the shit out of reverse Flash, saying, I'm done letting you torture me. You're never going to hurt me or my family again. So I'm like, all right, whatever our speedsters are going to do in their search for Barry Allen, they're going to ruin his goddamn world. <laughs> they might, but I think he might be redeemed at the end. 24 That's hours earlier, if we get to the idea, like, all right, let's go search the Omniverse. And I, I think I'm going to like this a little more than you, but I don't want to quibble at a 0.5 of a score. <laughs> I say you? that. Um, but one of the things that has come up the last two weeks, a bunch of people have listened to our podcast or seen me on the YouTube deal. You know, I'm oh, a little famous star, there. Yeah. I am. I'm a big star. And they had asked me what books to read. And I ended up telling them to, and, you know, I'm not going to tell somebody who hasn't been reading DC in a while, whatever, to go to read Dark Crisis. But with the idea, hey, I really like the two of them. I really like Wally West. I wish they had a Wally West. Uh, that's what the hey, flashbook is. You should jump in. Now, do I have good news for you? This has been something that we've kind of been arguing a bit about or whatnot the problem is is that when i'm there at the point of sale i'm the you know it's not but it kind of is i'm right there and they say well when do i start what number i have no idea i have no idea it would really have sold the really better if you had like marvel legacy numbering could be on there but when you get a new creator, it'd be a new volume and you end up having a number one. It really would have been, well, you get the number one with Jeremy Adams. It's so easy for people to jump on. I had no, I had to tell the guy, hey, guy, as you say, hey, guy. Uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Or, uh, I'm going to have to guy, figure it out. You can do your own research. Type into Google, when did Jeremy Adams start the flash? You're talking that that's too much. That, that's, that's one why, little thing of search. No, that isn't. That's too much. That's why when you go to a store, if there's one thing, you have to make it so it's easy on people. That's not easy for a guy who has no idea. He probably won't even remember the name Jeremy Adams the minute well, I stopped. That's why it's written to him. Well, again, I wasn't writing. I was talking to him on the end of a podcast deal or the end of that thing. And he said, and I said, you just have to find out Jeremy Adams' deal. I asked him like a week later. and He's like, ah, I didn't get to it. If he could have went right there, number one, boom. It's I typed in, when did Jeremy Adams start the flash? His run begins in 768. But again, you know his name. He doesn't. He didn't even know there was a Wally book. He just needs to be able to see a number one on the shelf and grab it. Why don't they do it? It's not helping them sell any more issues having this be 783. It, it doesn't. There's nobody that's going to go, well, I'm not going to buy it if it's not well, that. Well, people do it's, like to talk a lot more than do. And so and maybe it's the whole idea. I like that Wally West. Oh, here you go. Eh, not that much. You're the one, you're as lazy as I am. If you went to a store and you said, hey, I want to buy that TV. And they said, well, first, you're going to have to find out who made it and then get back to us. I'm leaving. I'm not going to do that. I'm, it's not an easy deal. Also, Wonder Woman. Also, Action Comics. Also, Detective. All of these books. You have no idea. You end up having 
Chip Zdarsky starting a new Batman. It's going to be 125. I, I don't know why they keep doing this when you look over at Marvel and every time they start something new with the number one, it outsells every single DC book. It does. And so I don't understand. They need to do something to make it easier for people who haven't been reading or don't read to jump in because then not only that, Somebody like me back in the day, I'd be like, well, I missed 782 issues. I I just, I guess it's not for me. I just, it just got me this week again. The idea that I could never, if you ask me what Wonder Woman issue is next, I have no idea. I don't know what the numbering is for the next issue. I agree. The thing is, whenever I do like, you know, the flash and stuff like that for the reviews, I always have to look at the number because I can never remember what the last number was. I wish they would make it easy and and make it easier on uh, Jeremy Adams, who isn't a big name. So you won't know him. If you see the number one, though, you know, without me having it, oh, it must be a new run. So let me check. I don't know this Jeremy Adams. Let me check it out. Nobody, you're thinking that people are going to do research when they don't even know enough to even research or even know that a new run has started. You could have had a number one, Wally West. Nobody knows. And it shows this flashbook isn't selling. And it's one of the better books at DC. Action Comics isn't selling. One of the better books at DC. It just is a shame. Wonder Woman stinks. So I'm not going to say that, but All right. we'll get into this here. And then with that, you know, Detective Comics is, you know, a Batman book, but it's not selling great. It's not selling as much as a lot of the other Batman books. Just wish they would make it easier on people because not everybody even has anybody to ask or talk to, you know, to say, oh, you have that or whatnot. But, you know, we jump into this and you end up having like that weird deal. Reverse Flash is getting the crap kicked out of him. There goes Barry's perfect world. Yeah, that is crazy there. And yeah, he is freaking out again. You know, you always ruin everything. So that's a cool little like, holy crap, what are we going to get to? And then we go to 24 hours earlier where you do end up him and Wally Kid Flash. They're going around. They're having a grand time. And this is that world, you know, that seems like it's, it's this perfect world. But they're trying to find him. In the meantime, nobody knows the what happened to Barry. Barry Allen. And we have the whole idea where we can find out the idea of the vibrational frequencies and stuff like that, like the the DNA signature of a freaking, you know, the multiverse and like zone, hone in on a Barry Allen. But the problem is even with the vibrations being a little bit different, it's going to hone in on a bunch of different baryons because it is the multiverse. So it's going to be a little bit of a search party there. So we get all the speedsters together, except for Bart, because, you know, he's off doing his own thing, which is a weird thing they point out here. It's one of the problems, though, of the Flash family, because I love me a Flash family. A lot of the Flash fans, they love a Flash family. They've been wanting it for years and years and years. So when you actually have Wally West, Max Mercury, Jesse Quick, Wallace West, and Jay Garrick here, all teaming up to go find Baryon, it's an amazing feat, especially when you bring in the kids, Irie and Jay, for the end Linda Park. But I want to know, because I am a fan of these characters, since you haven't had Jay Garrick or Jesse Quick or Max Mercury done fuck all in like 20 years, I'm like, or not 20 years, but, you know, over a decade, I want to know what they've been up to. Like, what? Did, how did Wally get a hold of them? Even the idea of anything to do with it, they're just here. And it's just that basic thing like, okay, we're here. Don't worry about how we got here, but we're and just here. And the weird here. play is, this ties into Dark Crisis, obviously, but it's an ongoing series where you could have had more of a setup. This feels like some of these, like they show up almost like characters showing up in the world's finest book. They're just there. I'll tell you, though, wherever Max has been, he is pretty excited about it. This guy is packing. Look at, look at him there. Holy moly, what is going okay. on, Max? He is, he's is—he's got a bit of a bulge going, but everybody's standing around and they're trying to figure out what to do. And, and it's good. At least Mr. Terrific, that ties into Wally's job and what they've been working with And why wouldn't you get Mr. Well. Terrific on this? He's one of the smartest people in the DC universe. So when you have to find a Barry Allen in the Omniverse, it's so funny to me, too, because... 
the little basic things like I like this issue a lot. I think it could be really fun, but the little idea that we're going to do scavenger hunting, that bothers me a little bit because I never like a scavenger hunt story. But when you have situations like the Flash family, this extended Flash family show up, you have no idea what they've been up to, why they're here, or how Wally even got a hold of them since they haven't been around. It bothers me. And when we start to get to the idea, okay, everybody, here's the plan. You all are going to go into this freaking time tunnel through the Speed Force to go breach into the multiverse, and we're going to lock a signal onto Barry Allen. You're going to try to find our Barry Allen. And when you do, I've specially made these wristbands for you to tap on them to send you back here when you're done. That makes sense, okay? It's a fine idea that you have, Mr. Terrific. Why did you make more than we actually needed anyway? Because you have a specific Flash family here. We're going to go and do it. But when Jay and Irie become little brats and want to he prove didn't know themselves, the numbers. they jump in <laughs> with the wristband. But they've all, he's already prepared for this group because he has enough for everybody else. I'm like, why did you make it? And you don't have an override to bring them back, which is very, exactly. very bad, especially if you end up having... Say you're monitoring some things and you end up finding out Wally West just got knocked out. He's about to be killed. You want to be able to grab him well, out and bring him back. Again, and- I could always tie this back to Quantum Leap because I always like to because they did have that for Dr. Sam Beckett. It didn't work, though. Well, even then, Mr. Terrific just says, I, I forgot. Now, Mr. Terrific, he might be busy. He's making towers and the one you know, the, the Aquaman book. Remember, he's got the signal tower he's making there and all that. But yeah, the, the play here is to try to get the fun that this book has had and we love. We love the combo of the kids and Wally, everything else going. It gets a little bit silly in this biggest story with, hey, let's grab these and let's go. Hey, buddy, look at us. We jump in. And yeah, why would they have that many? Why are they just sitting around? And through all of this, one of the other infuriating things, even though I do really like this, Linda just keeps a, hey, I have... Oh man, what's going on? Like, like it, it what, keeps doing that who, trope, and who it drives is the me bad nuts. Guy in this whole idea of this trope, where Linda just can't get it out and tell Wally that she has powers. Is Linda the bad guy because she just doesn't come out and say, "Wally, I have Speed Force powers." We did talk because this shit is weird, and I don't understand how. Or is Wally the bad person in this relationship because he can't let Linda fucking get a goddamn sentence in the relationship? No, I, they're both. I mean, the, this keeps going. The trope has gone I'm on too long. <laughs> I kind of wish. That maybe, because there's no setup, that really no reason why Linda wouldn't be, hey, Wally, look at me. I got the speed. Zoom, zoom, you know, zoom. This. That's what I wish that the setup, and you could have set this up a bit, would be that she's afraid. Now, this would not really work very well, but at least it's something that she's afraid because somehow she at least thinks that that's Wally's thing. And he ends up, that's like, that makes me special. And and I have that bond with the kids. And now Look, you have it. But no, no, he no. wouldn't this is do some that. Bullshit. There could be danger involved in this. We don't know why she has these. Let's tell somebody. This is just as bad, if not worse. So, oh, man, I was there and the killer was. Oh, wait a second. I got to get my socks on. <laughs> the idea of any sort of deal where you have to delay that. that usually that person ends up dead when you end up delay, delay, delay. But this to me is just the setup because Linda will reveal that she has the powers when she goes and saves her kids. That all of a sudden, oh my God, give me one of them wrist bracelets. I got to go in. You can't go in. You'll die. We'll what would see you about call that. Linda? I, like, you know, Irie doesn't have a new name yet because she used to be Impulse, but Bart is taking that back, obviously, and doing things in Dark Crisis tie-ins with it. But what would you call Linda Park as her speed force name? Would you call her the speed writer? Uh, nah, I'm probably mother load. Mother load. Because I, I think of that and I think fast. Mama Jamma. Would that be good? How about hot pursuit? Right? You could do Mama that. Mama can yeah. run. Ma- <laughs> like, hey, what's up? What's your name? My name is Caboose. I don't know. 
I, rear end. Yeah, I, I'm I just know. saying, Linda Park's got to take it out of park and put it in the drive. Linda would be. That would be the good. In park. You know, that, that doesn't make sense, Eric. Why would you say that? Uh, yeah, so is this, though, that at points, will she keep the powers? That's what I want to ask you. Do you and think that she no. keeps it or this whole deal, she's going to end up having to sacrifice at least the Speed Force somehow? To make it, I imagine whoever, like, in order to pierce the magical world or pierce out of it, somehow we're going to have to use speed force stuff, and Linda's going to have to give it up because she doesn't want it to be given. And she'll say, "I should be the one to give it up. I really haven't used it or whatnot." Though you could have had the play too; would have been cool. You just don't have enough space, especially with the Dark Crisis deal now, where she could have been like the Zeppo. We talk about that with the Buffy deal with Xander, where she could have been saving and doing all this stuff in the background with the Speed Force, and they had no idea. Well, Wally come is, back like, hey, everybody. I, I say we're going to get rid of it just because it doesn't make any sense, and I say that just because we haven't had an explanation of why she has it right now, but honestly, if you get right down to it, if we have a good explanation of why she has the Speed Force and tie all the stuff into it, where you can make it this family of like the Incredibles, something like that. It's, like the, it's in the like the Fantastic Four. I mean, exactly. it, it really is the a family. The family goes out there as the cool. Flash family for real And that's time. really cool because and you always want the Flash family, but this is more, like, and, and everybody else and related and stuff like that would be really cool. And yeah, you you could West get is the that best. feel. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. So I hope that she does keep it. It's just when these things happen, and you don't end up having her find like she keeps getting delayed in this ordeal. You it's usually annoying. end up that it doesn't mean much, and it'll just be used as this kind of like wow moment when she does use the speed force when Wally's in trouble or the yeah. kids. What's going on, honey? She was You're trying fast. not to do it and didn't know how to do it, but once the kids were in trouble, she kind of reacted because she's their mother. Mother load. Look at me, Wally. I got the speed for us. Uh, but yeah, you know, Jay and Irie grab these things. Hey, put this on. It's more Irie. She's got the little, you know, crazy streak going on. Well, Maxine is a bad influence, obviously. I know she is. I'm surprised she didn't come along too, but this whole thing is speed for stuff. So they jump in as if it's like, hey, let's go show them. And it's let's go on an it's adventure, a little guy. too much. It, it ended up where if you're going to do this, and they do say, listen, we saved everybody from Eclipso. If it wasn't for us, we'd kind of just kind of wish that they went along with Wallace and Wally in that little team. What the team. thing is, these kids need discipline hardcore because oh, they're, for they all should the stuff that they're trouble. recently doing, it, when we get done this, they should be grounded forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Forever. I'm telling you, you are grounded forever. Oh, Jay, you like to call yourself Surge? It's no longer your nickname. You're no longer a superhero because you can't superhero from your bedroom, and that's where you're staying until you graduate high school. Surge your ass to your bedroom. You ain't going anywhere. No electronics. I like when they're like, hey, I have a, a name time. now. They even call me Surge. And I want to know, that's a terrible name, but hey, it's whatever. A good, it's a terrible soda. It might be a good <laughs> splash name. Yeah, I'm telling you, you should use the soda as the color base, that green and red for the, the deal. But <laughs> And this is how the Flashes got sued. Yeah, really. And they end up jumping in. So that's like, oh, my God, where are you going? Irene? No, Jay. And like the kids, Wally, the, they're uh, the, tell me, though, they're, they're all right. I'm like, I couldn't tell you shit. They just jumped in. All, there's shit that could go real wrong here. I would have immediately said, like you said, hey, Mr. Terrific, why do you have the shit just laying? Why do you have extra? Why do you have all these? Well, what are you doing here? Thank like God some he asshole could have come in and like, <laughs> hey, look at this. It's one of the Fitbits. And ah, that's up jumping in and dying. Uh, but yeah, he's well, like doing you, that. That's plus, a, no way to bring him back. That's a problem right now. There's no way to. Well, the thing is, you can tap on your thing, and that will bring you back. Exactly, you can do this. But when you have the situation where Jay and Irie hold hands and go through the freaking Speed Force multiverse tunnel, 
and hone in on some weird Barry Allen signature, which is going to be the Night Flash, a weird Flash Batman amalgam and some weird Gotham. But to get there, we had Jay Garrick follow them in. His ass didn't have a fucking Fitbit on him, and his ass didn't come out of the hole with them. So where is Jay Garrick in all of this? Because he can't find his way home. Yeah, yeah, he's done. So yeah, we'll see how this plays out. Him, now it's the search for Jay Garrick. I'm like, how many how, how many times we got to do this now? We got to search for Barry Allen. We got to search for Jay Garrick. This is crazy. Thanks a lot, Michael Holt. This is this is a real goddamn quick West read, family. Uh, I actually was surprised when it ended. I like, ooh, it just felt so. I was really enjoying it going there, but and I I like Irie and Jay, and I like them doing crazy things. But you set this up as. A scavenger hunt, which that's a shame. And I hate and those then style you send the kids to kind of force that issue to be able to grab those and go in. So that's a shame. But I do like it overall, and I do like that they get the, the bat flash. Eh? I don't want the bat flash. The night, it's called the night flash. I just call them the bat flash, is what I do. And when they go in, I think that the play is, you know, the bat flash, whatever, but you'll have some fun with the kids in there. So maybe that's like, Hey, I know there's the scavenger hunt. They kind of get bogged down a bit. and Maybe we'll have some fun with them there where Bat Flash ends up, you know, taking them under his wing. Night uh, Flash. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you get. I'm telling you, what the thing is, though, the idea because of what we're dealing with with the uh, Flashpoint Beyond and stuff like that and going back to a Flashpoint timeline with its own world kind of now with the idea of what we had with Barry Allen and this weird, darker Batman and stuff like that. It almost feels like this world that we've gone to, which I don't know which world it would be, but it doesn't matter because it's an Omniverse now. But like when you have this Batman Flash like combination, for some reason it just makes me think of Flashpoint, and I don't know why. Because for some reason Barry Allen, who's also the the Batman of this world, the, the Night Flash, I feel like he's going to act like Thomas Wayne does in the Flashpoint universe and, and his Night Flash for some reason. But you have that situation where the kids are going to be there with the Night Flash, while like uh, Jesse Quick and Max Mercury they go in after, and they end up on another world where now it's Mad Max Barry Allen, and we have to save his ass from a bunch oh, of yeah, the Mad like, Max deal, I'm like what the heck? I really now, if I was going to get Hot Pursuit, here we go. But you know, maybe he'll be like a side guy. But one of the things that is cool that you end up saying about the Thomas Wayne because it really plays off like that, right? So in that, would a Bat Flash here? Would his kids have been killed? Is he going to go in there and Irie and Jay of that? you know, m- Omniverse, they were killed, which made him become this deal. This and then he Allen. sees them. But I'm saying, if you're going to tie in to it being a combo of Batman All and All of a sudden Flash, the Tornado twins were killed? No, I'm saying, yeah, it is Barry Allen. You're right. But in that, though, maybe he'll have like a, hey, okay, I recognize you. I don't know, because you do have the Tornado twins for a bit and a little uh, bit later. But uh, at the dinner table or at this the breakfast table. This is just table it's deal, be the Barry Allen story yeah. as we know it, right? Maybe even like Henry Allen will get killed in this whole thing. But because this is Barry Allen in Gotham, who still gets the speed force, Gotham is such a shithole dark place, he still becomes the Night Flash. Yeah, yeah there he is. It's all the lightning going on or whatever. But yeah, Alan for some reason, I, was, I wasn't even thinking Barry for a second there. But yeah, when you go and you end up having... No, just a little peek. Okay, we have this Night Flash deal. Then we go and we have the Mad Max deal, which would have been funny if you could play the deal. It would be funny to have Mad Max Mercury. Would have been kind of a, a giggle, but. <laughs> well, you have Max Mercury in the Mad Max Barry yeah, universe. Yeah, he's there. So you can have that. Hey, we call him Mad Max. You can have that. Robert Downey Jr. is there. You end up with all that going Nobody on, though, that. is. All right. This, the, the funny thing is you're playing a scavenger hunt, but right away, you know, yeah, that's not the one. 
Yeah, nope. that's not the one. So we're just going to have a little fun. What is fun. this Australian desert environment with Ariel Allen behind the freaking like, you know, being chased by Lord Humongous? Obviously, this is not the one we want. Exactly. Maybe it'll be Boomerang Flash. You know, you'll end up having some crazy shit if, he is, if you want to play full Australia. But in all that, then you get what would be the real world, this dream world. Now, one of the things that is cool, too, is because Barry ended up getting to this other world a little different than the others. And we've already seen a little bit of this world. And yeah, it's that idyllic world where he's there. Everything's fine. Maybe too fine. Eric, we'll see because at that beginning, he didn't look very excited. So you end up, he's loving his wife. He's got his kids, everything. He's running around with Wally. Don and Don, like Don and Don, Alan, they're freaking little kids running around their PJs. Yeah. Fighting classic deal where there's Captain Cold doing his nonsense. I thought that that was pretty cool with that even with the way that they play it out i feel didn't we see that like wallace west was his kid flash at one point in this world but now we see that wally's his kid flash yeah i didn't know that we saw maybe maybe we just saw him as a young kid for some reason i feel like we just saw like a young wallace west in this world though but wally west is kid flash near barry on him are doing flash stuff you know like you know Silver Age looking like Flash stuff where he's taking out Captain like Cold and stuff. And it's very but, classic, you know, it, exactly. Silver Age. And that's team. all the setup is, is. You get some classic Flash setup here with, you know, Kid Flash and the Flash taking on Captain Cold and some bank robbery spree while our Wallace West and Wally West are just watching for a distance and say, what's going on? I don't know, but we got to find out. I'm telling you, you end up having... <laughs> There's Barry and Wally. They're having classic adventures. They're there. They deflect the freeze gun to go back at cold and freeze him and grab him. And I swear at the end, you end up having Wally and Wallace like, what the fuck is this? Like, Wally looks so freaking pissed. Like, why would he look so angry? Like, what do they think they're doing down there? Wallace himself is like, what the heck is going on? But Wallace you know, it's funny bad. though. It, it's probably there's. I'm sure there's a million different ways that it's happened in comic books like this, where you know Barry grabs some kind of reflective surface and then he like you know, reflects the beam of like, the the cold gun back of Captain Cold and stuff like that. But for some reason, just looking at it, it bothers me just because this isn't a freeze gun with a beam. It's more of a cold gun. And I'm like, would it work this way? Or would you just freeze that right there that Barry's and, holding and then crazy, Barry himself? Yeah. yeah. But it deflects in and you have that and it's kind of a cool little deal. Now with that, you know, I don't know how this is going to play out and how they're doing this. The other stories, those world without a Superman, that's a one shot. You know, Tom King will be doing that in a couple of weeks, whatnot. This is actually a series going through. And I wonder if you're going to allow at a point, maybe it becomes like, will would Wallace, if you end up where he, he ends up going down, there's Wally and Barry. And like, oh man, another Kid Flash, join up. Let's go. Because he desperately wants to be you know, accept it as a, oh, you got to be Kid Flash all that time. Would Wallace end up like, I like it here. Like, I end up accepted like that and go. There could be some things that you could play with Wallace, Wallace I know this there. is a dream world, but this might not be the best time for you. Just no, saying. it doesn't look. But you end up with that, though, that maybe, like, God forbid, like, something happens in the next issue and the Wally of this world gets killed. And then Barry's like, hey, Wallace, come on, let's go. Well, the thing is, we're not doing anything with this world. We have to get out of this world. And we know 24 hours from now, Barry's going to go insane and start fucking punching reverse flash yeah, to death. Yeah. Again, at least he's not punching Wally. You know, like Agreed. you came because before he freaked out that they ended up showing up from the Justice League Incarnate, the Justice Incarnate showing up like, get out of here. At least he's beating up reverse flash because that would be the classic deal. But again, that may be the play of him thinking. That reverse flash messed things up because he always does, and maybe he didn't. Maybe this is the play here of him going ham because of what this is and thinking that it's messed up by reverse flash. But we'll have to see. 
how it goes by the end. But I did like this. I, I did like it. I like a lot of this. I think the art's great throughout. I love the characters we're using. I just wanted some more detail and the idea of how the Flash family all came together, what they've been up to, just because we haven't seen them in so long do anything. And the, the thing is, yeah, I would like to have that. The kids being this catalyst for it, just the breaths of the art bothers me a little bit. And then the idea that like the scavenger hunt aspect of the story bothers me just because I hate those style stories. But with that being said, I think you can still have a lot of fun with the different worlds and stuff like that with the characters who are in these individual worlds. So I still gave it a seven out of 10, but I don't know, for some reason, this issue just like didn't wow me as much as I wanted to for the search of Barry Allen and being the dark crisis tie in that like, you know, it is. Yeah, I'm going to go seven, eight, because I really did like the art. My big problem is we know the world that has the real, but you got to get them out. The others then, do you really end up caring? I know it should be, oh, we're just having fun then. No, they don't care about this world. Do we need that? And, And just as a whole, and I'm talking Marvel and DC, kind of sick of this multiverse nonsense i know that all this is about that but these amalgam characters and this and that and we see the real bet like call back say hey i'm gonna go back then you all come with me to this one place let's go get barry let's get out of here and uh, you know they're obviously not doing that but with that going on yeah why do we have to see jay and irie in this fat flash deal why do we have to see the mad max deal you really see what you really need to go and get Barry out of the steel. But in this, they even spelled it out. There's a weird way to spell it out. Like, this is the Flash's Omniverse. And I, the way that they tried to explain this in this one interview, I'm like, I don't get what you're saying. Just It's just the Omniverse. You can have all these things, but this is supposed to be like a specific multiverse of the Flash, and it just felt wonky that they were doing that. But that's not in this, so I'm not going to you know, but judge I will it tell by you, that. The, but. the greatest part of this whole issue is after the kids do go through the time tunnel or the, the multiversal speed tunnel kind of thing. But we had this whole idea. We have everybody's like, those kids are smart and capable, just like their mom. I'll bring them back, Linda. The kids bury all of them. And then you have all the flashes there, like the speedsters there, as Wally puts on his freaking mask. He said, that's a flash fact. Like, yeah, there was a thing earlier where it was funny because in that world, when you do have kid flash and flash running around, I wanted the flashback then, but he doesn't say it. And then they come back with it later. I'm like, oh, okay, because at the one point he's trying to, you know, tell, you know, Wally how it is. And it's actually when they're going against Captain Cold. And I thought that they were going to say that then as well, but he didn't. And I don't know. Again, you say that the kids being brats and going through it kind of does bother me of the idea where Wally is be well behaved. <laughs> it causes so many problems. We have such bad things happening in the world right now. And they go through there, and, and then Wally's just, just like, eh, whatever. And they go up like he doesn't seem concerned at, at all about this. Like he's just, oh, I'll go with Wally. The parents are the problem. But yeah, they should. I don't know. They just seem like, eh, whatever. They'll be fine. You know, little kids in an omniverse that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is connected, but I did just see a bunch of really bad ass Batman beat the shit out of everyone. Yeah, that won't happen. That's not dark. But well, at least who knows where they're going. fast and Jay is strong. They can yeah, look out really, for each I'm other. Like, Holy better moly. than we could. Surge your ass to bed. That's what they're doing. But yeah, at the end, I'm going to give it a 7.8. So, and I do really like the art. And I'm really telling you it's goofy, but that, that whole Mad Max spread so cool looking barry they're bearing down on there like the fast and the furious pretty cool eric uh, we'll uh no i saw the first okay. one i didn't All see right. the others i saw the first one twice i didn't like it much uh not my thing i'm more of a point break guy myself so when we go uh, to the next Even book, the second though, one i didn't see the second one. Oh, the, the remake you mean yeah yeah i'm saying i didn't see i like point break 
And I didn't see anything but Fast and the Furious. So, and they were pretty much the same. Yeah, I'm talking about Point Break, though. You like the sequel, and then you like the remake. I got you. Yeah, no, I like the original Point Break is my deal, and I will stick by. I haven't seen any of the other nonsense, but you end up here with the Nightwing book next. Nightwing ninety three, yeah. And I got to get my notes, but I'm looking at the George Perez deal, Eric. Look at that, that cool thing for George Perez. So, R.I.P. Nightwing 93, written by Tom Taylor, up by Bruno Redondo, Wade Von Growl, Badger, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. And you, you continue the story of what's going on. You do get more Heartless. You get some sure Blockbuster, but that's more bookends. And it's kind of a weird start. But when you get to Dick Grayson, there is some progress, but they're more bogged down of, again, having you know this whole deal of, oh, we saw who ended up causing the problems, and they we took their masks off. It seems very much... From the headlines nowadays, and it threw me off a I little. But I like satisfying when we actually had the police commissioner come out because the police commissioner works for Blockbuster. Blockbuster wants this Dick Grayson thing taken. You're not going to make my city better, especially with your new Haven initiative. We're going to have kids running around having nice restaurants and skate parks and fucking nonsense like that. Then on Blockbuster's watch. So in the last issue, when you had all these masked men going around, defacing everything, setting things on fire, and just like throwing bricks through windows and shit like that, and we did get to like you know take their masks off and get a look at their face. Now that we have the continuation of that where Barbara has done face recognition on what Nightwing has captured and stuff like that, and it is revealed that these are police officers, off-duty police officers who are moonlighting as freaking robbers for Blockbuster, I'm like, it is so satisfying when Barbara is, for me at least, when Barbara like puts it out for the press because the commissioner himself calls the press conference. Nightwing doesn't do anything. It's all Barbara because Nightwing he doesn't do an anything in this. freaking haven for people in Bloodhaven. But also the play is they always saw the last issue was the destruction of haven but then they wanted to play it off and then they do make oh and some other businesses they sh- it should have just been other businesses saying that the kids did that so we should shut down haven the idea where you're going to have this deal that they thought was a plan oh man this whole deal the the people are you know graffiti and stuff that wouldn't make haven look bad that would make it look like oh well there's some bad people they're against it yeah we'll just get more things going it just didn't play out very well for me and the idea Barbara does all the work, but in the whole deal, you do have a, kind of a Batgirl's connection here where you end up going back to, you know, where Barbara is in Gotham and things like that. Yeah. And all I can think of is all this takes is that's deep fake. That wasn't us. We we saw the Batgirls be accused with, you know, video and stuff. And they got out of that by saying it wasn't us. I think they could just say, I mean, that's bullshit. That, that wasn't them. You are deep faking this. You're I'm doing this. The I want to see whether it's a deep is. fake or not. Let's see what po- like your know, popular opinion says on the, yeah, I, on the streets. I don't, I don't think anybody in Bloodhaven is really going to care that much. I really don't. We don't know what the pe- we don't know that Haven is looked at as this greatest thing ever, and but because we don't know, we never see normal people or their reactions anyway. So this idea of oh my god, the police, Bloodhaven's police department has been known just like Gotham that they're corrupt. They're dirty. I think Tom King's going to, or Tom King, Tom Taylor's going to play the idea that Dick Grayson's going to be shocked that nobody cares. That you're going, oh, well, they do good anyway. And eh, we didn't like that Haven. We'll see how it is. But in this, we knew that they had the video, and it takes so long to get to the point of, look, here's your press conference, police officers, the end. I mean, that's really all we do. I don't know why he shows up as Nightwing to, to, you know, 
scrubbed down a statue. It's such either. a weird idea, though, that we have to get Nightwing out of Bloodhaven. In order to do that, we have Dick Grayson. The biggest problem in the book for me in general is that Dick Grayson sees all the vandalism in the Haven from the night before. And as the sun's coming up for a brand new day, he's like, nobody can see Haven like this. So it's just Nightwing with a mop and a bucket and freaking like a rag and a, like a bucket just trying to freaking like uh, – the wash off graffiti off Alfred's statue. He's like, nobody can see this with the sun up and stuff like that. And then the police chase him off to the point. He's like, got to get out of Haven for a while, Bloodhaven for a while. Better go to like, Bar- better go to Gotham and hang out with Barbara and have breakfast. It my, is such a weird it's situation. Weird. But my play is he shows up as Nightwing to clean the statue, which he that's kind of weird anyway. But then when the police show up, he has to run and get his motorcycle that he is hidden in Bush. Why did he have to hide his motorcycle? He hid it in bushes to go and clean the statue. Well, I don't know if you know that this, but the commissioner will tell you later on. The haven itself detracted some seedy elements. <laughs> well, that's why. But again, you gotta hide, you hide your bikes. It, you hide it in the bushes. But my big play here is it seems that Tom Taylor's trying to play off the idea of the insurrection and stuff like that, where people were, hey, that wasn't me. Oh, my God, I was videotaped. Oh, God, now I'm in trouble. But in that, and I think that Tom Taylor, that's why I say, I think he's going to fully play the idea that some people will like the police more now. Oh, good to stick it to them, police. And you're just going to have that nonsense that I, I just worry about. I think that you most would have people here are like, you know, appreciate Dick Grayson billionaire and wanting to do better things for Bloodhaven. I don't know. People we who don't know that, that. We've never seen anybody say, oh, man, Dick Grayson's really helped. They may think you may. You know how we are. We even talked about the idea that times when we were kids and they'd have a program like that. I told you, I was always somebody who. My dad made a little too much, but only a smidgen. I wasn't allowed to. There's probably people pissed off. He should be using it for that. He should be doing that. I just think this is going to end up being that, you know, 50-50 deal, and they'll just be fighting and they'll be stuck in the middle. And so that I don't really need that kind of story here. I do like, you know, when he's trying to help the kids and whatnot, and the police are shaking them down. Uh, but overall, I'd like get it. I know what's going to happen here. Just show it. Show the video. We know you have it. And then when they show it, the police are all pissed off. But again, that's just going to cause them to do even worse things. And, you know, they go off all embarrassed and people are, you know, videotaping them and stuff. But not really that much progresses here in that. And then you have to have Haley press the button so that everybody can enjoy it. But it really didn't do anything for me. What I liked was the idea that we get a little heartless. And we get a little blockbuster at the beginning. Heartless has no idea who he's dealing with and has no idea. As as he says, I believe it is, he underestimates the brute force of the idiot. I mean, the idea that the funny thing is, is this is better done, way better done than what we thought. And it's kind of it's similar. The idea Heartless goes almost like a Dick Grayson going to Lex Luthor in the son of Kal El. And we didn't like the way that Tom Taylor wrote Lex. It didn't feel like Lex. Lex felt neutered and not really on the ball here where you have heartless come in the minute he turned his back i'm I'm like what are you doing i mean seriously you have not done your homework where he comes in and goes hey i kind of want this blood haven hey hey blockbuster the thing is i want you to give me blood (laughs) haven i want the city to feel hope then i want to take that all away i want to tear out its heart and watch the people writhe i want to see an entire city grieve for what was lost that's a monologue. That's not a request. You're right. I want a kingdom. I want everything you have here. I want blood. Just come into Blockbuster's fucking office. Like, look, I want everything you have. I want to take it from you. 
I want Bloodhaven. And he says, and I'll as, buy it. But he, that's not what Blockbuster's about I anyway. I used to love the idea where, as he is continuing on his monologues about what he wants, when Heartless turns his back on Blockbuster and is just staring out the pristine view of this freaking penthouse of Blockbuster has, looking over the Haven, the Bloodhaven stuff, or the blood, as it's called. But the idea, as this is going on, first you have Blockbuster go and try to punch him. You know, Heartless counters a little bit, so you do think, okay, they're evenly matched. But then... <laughs> After the block and Heartless pulling out his heart removal gun saying, eh, I'm not going to kill you. Ain't no big old miss. No blockbusters. That's my kind of my M.O.s here. Turns around again. All Blockbuster does is walk across the room, pick up his desk, and then smash it over Heartless to the point where Heartless falls out of a high high rise building. I don't know how the guy lives except by the end. Well, he's a robot man. Heartless seemed a little like, now Tom Taylor's going to give us some Heartless info. And the idea of, I need to get a heart from somebody who would be missed. And, I'm, and it kind of gets a We've little wonky by the end. I'm saying it gets wonky by the end because it really does look like he just needs hearts to survive. Agreed. He doesn't really need any sort of, you know, this is something he has in his head. Look, he's a freaking discerning about the hearts Here's he uses. Here's the big play, though. And I'll ask you, the thing that he says about Bloodhaven really ends up, in my mind, meaning let Dick Grayson keep doing everything he's yeah. doing. Make, but it, and it, that's the run. And so I do think that at the point, at this point, even with the, you know, he's going to have to stop Blockbuster from destroying the things that night, even if he doesn't do anything, but he Look, can't I let the steal. I want to have Dick Grayson's heart like so bad, but first I need him to make Bloodhaven great because then I'm going to, people are going to be so happy about things and then I'm going to kill Dick Grayson. Everyone's going to be so sad in my heart. The heart I'm going to have in Dick Grayson's going to be amazing. That's the the line here. When you end up making Dick Grayson the heart of Bloodhaven with what he's doing, then you steal that heart, and it, that works out. And it's that's such what, a weird idea though, that we had doing. previously. It's like you know when we know that Heartless for a while now is going to be going up against Blockbuster. Because even says previously when we see his whole wall of hearts and stuff like that, man, I'm going to need me a bigger jar. I'm like he's going to need a bigger jar for them. Like, but you've already established here. You don't want to take his freaking heart because nobody would miss him. That's your whole MO. But like, are you going to do it? Are you going to go against what seems like you're programming to do it? This asshole bought a jar. It's on the wall. You see the blockbuster jar empty. Ah, It's the only empty one. It's huge. (laughs) And so do it. Just get it. And again, would he have to change his little android body that he has? Because at the he falls out. The other thing, again, it's something that does annoy me with Tom Taylor. I am actually enjoying this a little more that we're talking about it. It's just the idea where when Tom Taylor forces the deal with the police and the, you know, videotaping and things like that, I, I get that the deal because if I'm here in Quakertown yeah. and they make a haven and overnight after the, the first park. day, somebody went in. That's what I imagine. And I already said that the skate park always seems sus to me anyway. So I'm already worried. It's weird. But. All of a sudden, well, our skate park in town, it opened up, and at first it became pretty much the location of every drug deal in the entire town. I never bought my drugs there. They ended up having to redo. Well, it came out way past that, I thought, after your deal. But the idea of kids going and just doing drugs. What do you mean by my deal? That's what it was. It got (laughs) shut down. And then they remade it to make it a little better and end up where there's volunteers that have to always be there and it looks really like cool the idea now is and it like, looks you know, really good. I used to buy my drugs at the basketball courts. They shut that shit down there. Well, again, that was right there. So that's wherever you end people, up, young people who want drugs will hang out. That's well, where it's going to be bad. The problem is what ended up happening and I, Tanya ended up Start at one shutting point. Down the high schools. Tanya went to a like a meeting, one of those council meetings or whatever and basically what happened is the skate park got taken over by people doing and selling drugs and the actual kids who wanted to skate and do that. 
they couldn't go. They ended up not going. They were afraid to get involved with that and whatnot. So it ended up being just this group of kids shooting up and skating away. I don't know. But it ended up being a pretty seedy place that nobody went to. It was a failure. And they redid it and went better. But if at points where we had a haven in town now, and I hear now, oh, man, did you hear somebody put no haven on that Alfred statue? Somebody did this. I'd be like, you know what? It would go the opposite. This doesn't make me feel like everybody's like, oh, yeah, that is. But no, I'd be like, what a bunch of assholes. Like, I'm going to get involved now. I'll give them some money to clean it up or whatever, because it. What if the police kept telling you that there was a bunch of seedy elements around there trying to get kids on drugs? Yeah, then I'd say do it in a way like they did in Quakertown. Like, that's why I brought it up. They ended up redoing it and having. Did you go and ask billionaire Dick time. Grayson to go and do that for you? No, well, no, they just did it. They don't need the Dick Grayson. He already did his. Raising just felt- my taxes for that drug haven in our town. And it just felt like the deal is like, hey, let's show that people are against the haven, but then they, they, we're going to make it seem like it was the kids. And it just didn't Would work out. Would you want more of this around here, Jim? No, I don't. I'm down with haven. I'm down with it. I don't know what I mean by that. Does that sound like I'm okay with it or I want it to go on? I'm down with it. The idea of the plan for the, it just didn't work out well for me. It just didn't seem like it connected to the idea of let's get everybody against this haven, show that it's a CD element. But in this, it's one day in and you- it lets us push around kids feel like big men. Well, that's what they're doing. I, yeah. You wouldn't have to do it. It just felt weird. It felt over the top. It felt very cliche and surface level because we know what the reveal is going to be. They have videos of the people. Even then, they ended up like the masks came off. At least they should have at least told the commissioner like, hey, I don't know if there was cameras. We put the cameras down. But, you know, Nightwing saw us. He saw our faces. We ended up getting kind of unmasked at a point. Should we do something about that? But you end up where the commissioner just starts (laughs) yapping too much and too soon. And, yeah, they all get revealed that they are. Dick Racing gets to throw it back in a stupid face at the end. Yeah, it, again, it's just Barbara and Haley doing that, and they got that deal. It's you know, Dick doesn't do much in his I own book. These two He's cleaning all, a like, statue. I don't need them to get married because I've already seen that in death metal. But if they yeah, do, they, yeah. if we're not gonna, if we're not going gonna, to, if we're not going to completely go and like tie the knot, I need these two to freaking find some place to live together because I don't want all this moving back and forth between Bloodhaven. I never and Gotham know bullshit. where they are. When Barbara's like, "Hey, you should come to God," I'm like, "You're still not in Bloodhaven with them in this book." All right, I guess you're back Look, there. She's then. got Batgirls to take yeah, care of. I know, but it seemed like they braces. were all over the place. She's just jump hopping all over the place there. And did she take Haley then to Gotham? That seems like a bold move, Eric. Well, she stole my dog. The, the thing is, Barbara didn't keep him from the boys that were bad. It was Nightwing. It was Dick. He stopped the boys who were bad. But yeah, you end up where again? <laughs> the boys who were bad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about. I love the interactions in this book. And I love the way that this book looks. Yeah, and it looks great. So that's it's it's a very easy book to like. And you get some Heartless, but by the end, when Heartless shows up at his lair and he's like, Oh my god, plug me into the USB, I'm like, I don't know what's happening now. Cause he falls. Like, it makes sense. I think that what Tom Taylor wanted to do is we have to show Blockbuster being such a badass that he throws Heartless, or at least knocks him out of a penthouse, you know, office. And that's how durable fucking Heartless is. And that's as well. the deal is you can't have him die. So all of a sudden he's an android. It fell out of nowhere. It really well, not did. Not even just idea. an android. He's, I would say he's some kind of cyborg. cyborg. Because even he, shows, yeah. like, what's happened, sir? Because Heartless has an Alfred and/or a manservant, whatever you want yeah, to go with. Like, it, yeah. I was overconfident. I underestimated a brute. 
lie down, sir. And then we pull, like, you know, we take off the chest piece. He's almost like a metallo, too, with that hole in his like, chest. Almost like does, it it, it reminded me heart. of Ultraman and not the DC character, the, you know, Japanese character, where that thing starts blinking. Oh, for and some he's reason, even though you said that, all I could think about was the Japanese character. <laughs> But we plug it. We we, we show that we like, we have a lot of like enhancements in Heartless that he has some kind of cyborg that can be plugged in, and we can have a whole like you know uh, system would check for like all the enhance- enhancements are intact, sir. But your heart, I know. Do you think this he has like is a almost fake done, skin? Gerald. I think it might almost be a metal s skin. Like that's the thing is, I think it is like a fake kind of body. Like, but he still needs organic parts. I like that he's like, listen, if we're doing this, give me abs, please. I want to get the well, ladies. You damn right. If I'm going to have me some kind of robot body, it's going to have freaking pecs and Just abs. to throw it in. And again, this doesn't mean that it's true or not, but my robot body's still going to skip leg day. <laughs> and you have parts and little things and whatever. Dick Grayson was, you know, duking it out with him. He actually punched him a bunch of times and did not recognize that this was not a human. He did say, well, he did say that he he's was some sort of, no, he said he was powered. metahuman, but he didn't think that he was metahuman that long and hadn't trained. But he never said anything like, I think I'm punching plastic. This seems like a dummy. I'm like, who are you calling a dummy, asshole? But yeah, you end up where I wonder how that played out because he was, you know, they were bebopping around, as they say. Uh, but when he goes and does but the man this, the needs weird, a new heart. The weird play with He's this a tin is, man, Jim. He is. But I really wish that at one point you would have seen here that when you go back to the deal, like he's out collecting hearts, right? Oh, did anybody miss you? I, that does nothing for the heart. I don't know if you know this, but why have that many I'm not hearts? A doctor, Jim. <laughs> this guy has like 700 hearts. He's pretty good for a while. But yet you almost make it seem like he's out and about, like desperate to get the next one. Look, he he is a prepper, Jim. Why does he want to get down to his last heart and realize, oh, shit, I got to go to the heart grocery store? No, you be prepared. He is the classic of, oh, you got three wishes. Well, for the first one, I'm asking for 500 more wishes. He, he has all the stuff. Why did he down, have to kill that homeless guy? Like, I know you didn't watch and you have no frame of reference for it, but do you remember the movie Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. And you yeah. had that, that monster in there, the creeper. But what, like, what are the powers of that monster and stuff like that? Is that he would smell the fear on people and tell them something about that person that he liked. And then he would eat that thing and he would gain that thing at one point he's like run over like seven goddamn times and he's like all messed up like why is he still alive i think he's eaten one too many hearts so like he had some like he had eaten like seven hearts because he had died a bunch of times but because he'd eaten more than he needed he was able to live through it i guess got like a whole and with that though i don't know about you it doesn't really make any difference but I'd have on the jar like homeless guy. I'm not using that guy right away. I might be awful, but I'm like, eh, look, that, that homeless guy there. was cared for more than anybody in your house. He was. And, and so, with, with all that, though, why did he have to get that? Just hard? imagine if so your many. kids looked at you like that homeless man's son looked at him. Yeah. Well, yeah, really. But then that kid then got, love. got a pizza party. I mean, it was great. Oh, yeah. Life's been fucking grand since his dad has heart I, ripped out. I really, why, why I want, I want him to, oh, he only has two more hearts left. Oh, my goodness gracious. What is he going to do? And then he ends up running into somebody. He runs into me. And he's like, all right, buddy, I need this heart. You're I'm going to die if I don't get it. Hey, anybody miss you? I'm like, really? Like, nobody's going to miss me. He dies then. I am actually the hero of the story. Heartless is dead. Well, why do you have to throw in up. that? It seems like, again, because it was such a long time since we ended up having Heartless to then getting back to it. I think that things changed a little. The idea of this, it, it seemed cool. Like the cyborg android thing seems off to me with the idea of a guy going around with a gun. That's already wonky, but he's taking heart hearts of gun. only people who are like, 
ooh, this is like some, you know, crazy serial killer shit here. But now we just see this is some crazy serial killer robot shit. He's now a cyborg who just needs a heart. And he's just going a little he's being very dramatic about it. I mean, with this, you have the manservant. He's like, oh, sure, we're going to have to get another heart. Uh, You know, and he's like, listen, Gerald, can we find somebody who's wanted, who's needed? And like, why do you play this game, you asshole? And then what he does then, he takes Gerald's heart because Gerald will be missed by him. It all works out. Well, I, I imagine that is his fail safe. Yeah, I think that Gerald's in trouble. Uh, but by the end, yeah, I, it's just the whole story doesn't progress much. And it still ends up being, you know, bogged down a bit by, oh, look at Dick Grayson. He's so great. Oh, look at these, sure you know, the police commissioner. He's so bad. And we haven't really gotten much of him. And Mr. Obvious has been there Captain just hanging Obvious. out. I mean, he's just hanging out there. And now we see, oh, my God. I mean, really, it's is that that big a thing? That the Bloodhaven Commissioner is not quite on the up and up. And you also got I the mean, idea really. that, you know, Dick's, you know, half sister is still feeding him information about what's going on in the inside as she plays both sides. And I want more of her. That's the Me problem. Too. When you end up kind of meandering a bit like this, you don't get enough of what you really want in this. So we did get more. I want it more heartless. We get it. And uh, Android Cyborg. I don't know what the hell's going on. Blockbuster plays out and he writes some really well here. This was a very good scene for Blockbuster. So what was more again was more of like <laughs> a wow moment though test. again. And chucks it out. It's it was so, so much good. better than that Lex scene in Son of Kal-El. So I mean, good. it actually in my mind, I'm like, all right, you can write some of these characters. Like that Lex was so off. We talk about it and it's gonna if it changes in the next issues where all of a sudden we know that Lex had put on this front for Dick Grayson and let all of this happen because he and wanted it may to happen. Go that way. It may be okay then. Seem weird though. This doesn't seem weird. I mean, the, just the panel. And again, Tom Taylor in this book, he does allow Bruno Redondo to tell some of the story. When you see Blockbuster picking up that desk, you're like, "Oh crap! Heartless, turn around! Holy moly!" And then the but that's again another thing that I'll point out. And I was gonna earlier, and I didn't. This will be my last bit. Is when you end up having Blockbuster going, yeah, we got a splat on there. Like, you never thought that, like, they could have gotten to him before he picked himself up and scrambled away or whatnot. Plus, you just follow the, like, leaking oil, Eric, and you find out his, his you know, headquarters. But it just felt weird to go that call far that robot blood. and just get out there. And they never were able to get to him that quick to see, you know, and grab him and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to see maybe Blockbuster's reaction of, like, we didn't find a body here. There was nothing there. Maybe we'll see that coming up. But what would you give this? The thing is, I love the art in this. I think it's one of the best-looking books we have out there right now. And I'm enjoying the stuff we're getting. Yes, I would love more Nightwing doing more Nightwing things. But we have a new aspect of the story where it's Dick Grayson, billionaire being the hero. I love that Batgirl's in this and the progression of Heartless and, you know, Blockbuster. I enjoy that we're finally getting somewhere with that. So because of these aspects, I'm getting a 7.5 out of 10. I'm a 7. So I'm not that much, you know, lower you know, than I'm you. Are yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, you end up where, again, when you come in, Dick Grayson has the billions. He comes in, throws money at a problem. Now you end up, oh, no, we're going to you know, pretend that the kids are being bad. Oh, man, are we videotape? Just that setup. Well, the of, kids are all right, Jim. Well, I heard again, a song they about are. It. And they, they end up, you know, hey, high five there, Dick Grayson. Way to go, buddy. The idea of this. Well, the police, they shut down the cameras, but they didn't know that I had the other cameras. And yeah, we right. got them. Because they don't expect an oracle in Bloodhaven. 
I don't know. I would expect a Nightwing, and the guy's yeah, kind of smart. Nightwing's never whatnot. done that before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what has he done? What would they know? Even it, it's just weird. Street and level vigilante you stuff. You never even saw like the idea of the cameras. I would have. I would have expected, and maybe the way they're doing it, you might have been able to sweep it or whatever to find these cameras. But yeah, they were there. They got them, and there you go. But I don't know that that's you know multiple issues of story there. Just to, like I said, I think that he's playing off the deal with the insurrection stuff that, that, you know, if you like the stuff in the books or whatnot, but that's kind of his surface level type of way of doing it. I don't really care for it. So by the end, I know the cops are bad. I'm sure that he's going to play off that half the people are horrible anyway, and they're not going to care that the police did that will just say, well, we don't like that. You know, nosy, you know, jerk off. Look, I don't like the people in the blood either. There's Melinda. She's just calling in. Hey, we got more news for you. I need her to step up and do some more things and whatnot. So hopefully this is the start. But I do think that we're heading to issue 100. That will be at least the engagement. The, hey, will you marry me? And they'll end up being engaged. But we already got married, silly. No, I know. Well, they don't seem. But again, that issue 100. Nobody ever remembers. If it goes the way it goes in January. And that will be after, right after the end of Dark Crisis, which would be kind of a cool little thing to start out something new and going forward and things like that. So we'll see how that plays out. Or maybe everything gets reverted and they're like, oh, my God, we're we're getting married. We are. And then they're like, we already did in the Dark the uh, death metal, metal. death metal. Nobody yeah, remembers metal that they got married. And I, I'm telling you, it was so annoying to me, that whole deal. And so many people loved it. And then I would love to say that I've laughed ever since like oh yeah how do you get but it's just one of those things who knows what's going on and whether they will ever they should at least reference it as like a joke almost like play off the idea of like oh remember when we were six and we said on the playground that we got married something like that like it's like they have a memory of it but it's a little fuzzy they're not really well, that's sure. old universe the thing is like a death to his part we all died and the universe is recreated so it's good yeah yeah i just imagine like hey didn't we get married in that death? like Half the people were zombies, and I like I ended up seeing like eight hundred lobos. I'm not going with anything in that That's bullshit. But we're gonna go to the next book, and it is Catwoman number forty-four. Wasn't that in last ride? Yeah, I can't remember. No, I thought that that was the deal where Wonder Woman gathered up the lobos as well. I don't Maybe. remember they remember all tied in together. It might be the deal. Remember, you had these teams because remember he was. Gonna, I don't know now. Now I'm confused because there was the box. And the Lobos had to get the box. That was all nonsense. Written by Teeny Howard. What's the by box? Bengal. I don't know. Jordi Belair and Tom Napolitano. And in my review, I, I ended up saying, yeah, I know. I, I'm telling you, the more that you look back at some of the stuff, you're like, I liked it when it was coming out a bit. Now I think about it. Oh, dude, once we got the death metal, that it was all the freaking like the Z-list Batman amalgams. I'm like, I'm out. Here's what happens when Bruce Wayne and a car are combined. When I looked into your eyes, as you realized there was Bat Baby, I, I just saw the enthusiasm <laughs> just leave. That was the moment your heart broke like Ralph Wiggum. I saw it, Eric. It happened. Uh, yeah. But this Catwoman book, I ended up saying in my review that this is more of a Harley book. And we said that last issue. And this issue, Catwoman in it legitimately says this is more of a Harley thing. And I thought that was a really odd thing for Teeny Howard to do. Also, in my review, I did say. That when you have a character, it's like I said at points, when you get the, you have a Batman story and he's going against Two-Face, right? You're having some fun. Joker shows up, you screw everything up. Joker's too big a character. And I think that in this, when you have Harley enter any book, 
You got to be very careful because you're going to want to do the zany Harley things. She doesn't affect the universe like that. You can have legitimate things and keep it a cat. This feels like a Harley book. Now, I did that. They should just hung out at home and started kissing each other. Yeah. Yeah, really. And get to like Pam shows up in the house plant. She's screaming. You end up all this going on. And I said all that in the review. And just as for a second, we did end up having DC Comics news. They stole my review. They ended up getting, copying it, putting it out. They paraphrased a bit, but had the blurb at the bottom exact. And so we ended up, you know, calling them out on that just to throw it out there that some sites are a little sus. They did apologize. I felt bad because the guy ended up not reviewing for them anymore. And I actually did talk to the guy and he explained it to me. And I said, I don't really care. You know, no hard feelings with him or whatnot. Though I will tell you, Eric, if you go to look for the original tweet that I had, you won't find it. I took it down. I felt bad because the guy said that his kids saw it and also he has a job that he didn't want. So I did legitimately. I deleted the tweet. So that's all done and whatnot. So you're going to talk about it on a podcast instead? No, well, yeah, because I think that DC Comics News, that's the second time they've done it to us and it's bullshit and they're mm-hmm. fucking hacks. So there you go. But I felt bad for the guy himself. It shouldn't affect his kids or his work and all that, all this nonsense going. What I wanted to get back to was this one asshole who then gets involved in their Well, you can go through all my reviews and I never did anything like that. I'm like, who are you? Like, why did you show up with <laughs> Nobody this? brought you up, asshole. I'm like, well, what's going on? And he Nobody says, cares I, about you. I dare you to look at my reviews. And I, I said, and I forget even the guy's name. I want to find it. I dare it you to right. shut up. Yeah, I actually said, like, when did it all become about this guy? I ended up his name or whatever. And then I got mad. This is what I was talking about earlier. And he just kept going, well, you know, when you review things, he started that bullshit. I got so furious. So I lost. And and I'm telling you, though, he had like, you know, 500 reviews, 800 reviews, something like that. And his average score is a nine out of all those reviews. So basically, my big gig back is like, oh, yeah. And me and you do read and you would recognize this guy's name because we do read everybody's reviews we do the reviews and listen we we read them to each other and stuff like that especially when we're working together so i know this guy's name but the way he was playing i'm like oh yeah i've read your reviews they're very easy to find because they're usually 10 out of 10s you fucking hack and that was about the meanest that i would get because i was angry and then he then he started talking weird stuff about that and then I just, whatever, I'm not listening to you. I get involved in this nonsense. Right. But this whole, this whole cab one, I just want to say that the guy who ended up, he said he was running out of time. He ended up grabbing my review. I'm paraphrasing it, but he forgot to do the final deal, which I told you. I thought that's what happened. But he did say that it was a really good review. <laughs> and he, I'm like, you're, oh, you're that's playing my tune. Story. No, he ended up saying that he agreed. Now, the weird play, and this is what I wanted to point out all of this, is the idea. He copied my review, but gave the book like, a point a and a half, two, higher. like higher. I'm sorry, that doesn't 1. make sense. Higher. Yeah, 1.5 higher. It's out there where I talked to Josh, who used to be on the Batman News stuff about this, where people have told him, hey, we have to keep an average of 8.5. It's nonsense. The big play here is I'm just saying, we try to be, you know, honest with our reviews and stuff like that. And we don't try to cause that much problems. But these assholes, when we end up getting yelled at by a creator, they are the first ones in line to jump down our oh, throats yeah. and start kicking. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. But yet, why aren't we doing bullshit like this? Because people from that DC comic news, and they also do the Dark Knight news, which makes us laugh, that they have those two, like they're double dipping. They end up like half of these guys were right there. Like, oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah, shut your mouth, you jealous assholes. But hey, here's Catwoman. Here. Cool. I just wanted to get it off my chest. 
That's yeah. it. That's the uh, the end of it. Like I said, I deleted the tweet because I did feel bad and I actually asked the guy and said, hey, maybe if you, you know, you decide to review things, you could do the Catwoman on our site. Who knows? We'll see. But you end up here where you start out and you have Black Mask, who's all down. You know, he's depressed. He's down oh, there. That dumb in- bitch done broke my mask and now I'm all out of my minds about it. I got to kill that dumb bitch. The weird play in this to me is that you have the Tommaso Don there, right? Yeah. He's down there. He's trying to help Black Mask, who's just sitting there, all Tommaso's guys around. And it feels like at one point, Tommaso might have hired Red Claw, but then you end up having Black Mask say he hired her, but says to him, hey, did you hear from her? And it gets a little convoluted there anyway. But the big play is Tommaso is trying to help Black Mask, trying to play it both ways. and trying. We to need get- to get your ass out of the basement and whatever kind of fucked up mask you're wearing right now and get your mind back, right? Because... Even though the most of the Dons out there, the crime family, they enjoy having your crazy ass out of the freaking meetings that we're having. I kind of like having a wild card because everybody's afraid of your ass. So, well, even though you're insane, Tommaso over here, it's going to stay on your good side. Yeah, and it's one of those where I think that he knows how bad ass Black Mask can be. So why sure not does. try does. to get in on his good side while Damn he's right. down, right? And just play. I, are you in the first page when they're talking in there yeah. and you have Gotham City now? Look at the middle. He's a little guy, that black mask. Look at him in that one panel. He's like two foot tall. It's a weird perspective. <laughs> Look at him. He is he, so he small. He's still in the process of getting up out of the chair he just pushed away. The chair got pushed away and it's on the ground and he's there for fam. I'm like, what happened, dude? You're like two foot tall. But yeah, you end up where it's okay. It's, you know, all this. Hey, we're going to go. There's nothing wrong with Tommaso and black mask here. It's the rest of the issue when. We have Harley Quinn, who just wants to do roller derby. Catwoman, who's being attacked by a freaking Red Claw in the locker room right now. And Red Claw is going to kill everybody who comes in contact with her in order to fulfill her contract with Black Mask to kill Catwoman. And then when you have Catwoman come back up, Harley, we need to talk. No, you need to shut your mouth and start jamming because we're losing. And the girl. So instead of, you know, actually doing Catwoman things, we have Catwoman just shrug her shoulders at this and continue to roll cut roller derby to the point where Red Claw. Brings and starts burning the place to the ground with everybody inside because Catwoman just couldn't say one thing to Harley Quinn or get her ass out of there and decided to continue jamming. So you end up where Harley's out and she's doing the roller derby. The one lady comes up. Hey, where's the jammer? Where's your friend? I don't know. She got nerves. She was there. Oh, man, you're going to ruin this. And we don't like you, Killer Quinn, if you don't do this. No, 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 lady. All of these roller derby girls, especially after this, where they maybe meet up. They seem to say they do, but we never see them. I think at one point they say, Harley's not allowed. Shit got burned down. Anytime she gets involved, like nobody's going to come for one of these other girls on the team. Bad villains are going to come and kill them all at random times because you end up having Harley there. She shouldn't be there. Gotham roller rink. It's so crazy. When am I going to smoke my cigarettes when I'm 11 anymore? Yeah, really. Even then. At the end, you have Harley like, I got to buy a lot of appetizers because if not, I won't be able to roller derby. Where the hell are you roller derbying? This thing got burnt to the ground. And maybe Gotham has more than one skate park. It doesn't have to be Quakertown. If I sat there and did the math, I'm like, I don't think we've ever been attacked by a crazy woman with a blowtorch before or, you know, a flamethrower. Maybe we don't want Harley around or a friend. Because that's a little this over the top. This issue is so over the top and forced in what it wants to do to make it this Harley Quinn. Not only just the idea of making it a Harley Quinn book, which is very disappointing for how strong this book felt when it first started. With it was really good. Like that, for the idea of being a Catwoman book. But 
this whole idea of this other person that like, you know, Selena believes that Black Mask hired besides Red Claw to come after this a guy and this, a girl. Exactly. This creep that we had following them in the last issue before Red Claw should at the end and like Catwoman assumed, oh, it's like, you know, you're both working together. Like Red Claw is like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I am here to kill your ass. When we have the situation where we get back in the car and we're going to go and drive away and we'll try to lead Red Claw in this merry chase because both this man who was after Selena and the of previous course, issue. She ends up carjacking that specific guy as well. That and she for just somehow, ends up doing exactly, that. And somehow Red Claw knows the specific guy that Selena brought up once in a weird like moment. And that Selena Red Claw barely had no idea brought it up. We about. didn't know. We didn't know what was going on. We thought you even said it's weird. Like, why isn't Red Claw reacting to being thrown out of wind? Like all that. And Selena at the end just makes it like being the smartest person in the room doesn't mean that out of nowhere you just have her yell things. Oh, that guy? Yeah, I knew that guy wasn't really bad. But no, the it, thing it, is, even when we have the situation where we do stop Red Claw and this guy that she's ho- ho- holding hostage at this point in time to drive a car after Harley and Selena because Selena stole her motorcycle to keep the chase going this entire time. But the idea at the end, like, well, who do you work for then? Don't you get it, Red Claw? He doesn't work for anybody. He's just some she creep. This out? And it's such a weird idea. But then having this whole idea where this creep, you know, also kicked the crap out of Catwoman in the last issue. It seemed like before she sent him packing. But this idea then, he didn't like red, like a uh, black mask didn't hire him. And you know what? Since you're a woman, he probably hired you for less than anybody else. And the idea that's what now, it comes down to. That this is the entire point of the issue. And the idea that you now have to explain this to Red Claw and let her know that. She, this idea that you know for some reason it seems like the idea that red claw has never considered the fact that women get paid less than men in this and now that selena has finally told her about it now she can be angry about it. i'm like what are you doing just fucking collect the goddamn contract red call do what you're fucking hired to do you know how the world works and they end up tricking that like as if you couldn't pull that money back out of the account which is nonsense and that's just an aside but in that but now you just have black mask gonna kill red claw and anybody's associated with him Red Claw is now part of the team. She's joined Harley and Selena. She's in the car. Why is there a team? As they drive away. They, they, this woman burned down a roller rink, may have killed families, kids. All Who nah, knows? Who she ended up just burning that down. And the big play here is Selena accepts her because she says, uh, you might not be getting as much money because you're a woman. You know what? Team up. What? They are driving away and they're there, woo, and they're doing this. And now crazy that we have deal. this guy who's just a creep that I somehow knew was the creep that went after you previously that you briefly mentioned to me five minutes, like, you know, an hour and a half ago. Now that I have him, we're going to put him in one of your Catwoman costumes, one of the extra ones that you keep on you for some reason that you have, say you do later on. I'm going to send him back to Black Mask. It's really going to get his goat. I mean, and, and also transfer the funds before even seeing proof that, that- guy's dead. Yeah, and with all, this, with all this deal, I think he's just a henchman. What, you hate the ladies too? Join up. There's no way that Black Mask lets this guy yeah, live with how the, angry I don't he even is. know. Black Mask is two foot tall. What's he going to do? You end up You're where two foot tall. all this going, what can I do? You end up all this going on, and this is what angers me about this. And this is for, you know, people who do consider themselves Catwoman fans. I know Optimus Prime. I don't know if he'll agree with me, but what I'm going to tell you is Selena Kyle Catwoman. I'm not. (laughs) I have to make that clear. But for me, Selena Kyle is smart. She ends up being very like she is one of the smartest people in the room. When she gets in there, she's able to do things. And Teeny Howard has to force a situation to make it seem like 
you're forced like, oh, well, you don't know that Selena or Catwoman is that's well, I'm going to do this, but ends up doing it the wrong way where you don't need to force this idea where she comes up with, oh, you know what, Red Claw? I think that you're being paid less. Even at one point when they're in the locker room, there's like a weird conversation where she starts talking about her cat. Oh, at least the cat. I didn't even know what was going on. And just as an aside, Selena wasn't exactly, you know, skating around a lot up until this point. She's okay, but she ends up like roundhouse kicking Red Claw while wearing skates. And it is nonsense. It's just just because you can't do it doesn't mean Catwoman can't do it. She outsword fought Talia al Ghul. Man, that's true. But again, that was that became so ridiculous because of what you were doing there that even some Catwoman fans are like, come on, don't be ridiculous. At the end here where she solves this play here by all of a sudden, hey, that guy got hired by Black Mass. No, he just like hurting ladies. Well, I'm telling you, how bad is the forceness of this whole idea? Exactly. The idea that just like Black Mask, he likes hurting ladies. I'm like, that's a weird play. But the idea, though, that this Harley centric story that was forced out of nowhere comes down to some guys are creeps and women have it rough because they don't get paid as much as men. I'm like. This took a weird turn, and you had to fucking jump through the, through some serious hoops to get there. And the thing is, I think the idea of jumping through hoops, because that, in my mind, it goes with the idea that you have to do something. You just forced this idea at I the know, end it, by it saying it, and it doesn't work. And this is the problem. We liked that first arc with Teeny Howard. Oh, I thought it was really, really good. We didn't like the end. It forced to an ending. It was really wonky. And then gets to this with another wonky story. This is worse. I mean, this is a Harley story with, with Selena in it. but. To end this in a way that that first arc really seemed, oh, Teeny Howard's playing. This. She's really writing a smart Catwoman. I'm not just saying that an intelligent, the way she's writing was very smart. It was very cool. The way you were getting characters and she was trying to dupe. Oh, bringing back Emiko and the freaking crime families that we had before. And then you go up to this. It's like she's off in La La Land now. And she ends up doing it. I'm telling you, at the end, when they're like, oh, right. No, it's not Emiko. Look. It's Aiko. 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 Aiko, I think. You have this, okay, let's see to Catwoman. The one guy's like, I don't know, she's supposed to be eating a lot of the pastas. And then they undo it. I'm like, holy shit, Batgirl's there. Why did they, oh, it's that guy. (laughs) It wasn't even that well played out. And even in that, you're like, really? Like this whole deal of (laughs) burning down. I don't know. It's just that big eyed mask because you don't actually see the ears. I'm like, oh my God, it's the Burnside Batgirl. But you end up where this is all going down. And seriously, at the end, hey, listen, you don't make as much as the men do. So come on, let's join up. Really? This is a bad person. This is somebody that burnt down a place with no dis- with disregard for anybody in it. And, you know, and, and you're going to go, OK, lady power and go. That's not good. It's not enough. As and it really was bad. the family looks on as then you cross the doing? bridge with Nightwing. these assholes Did, just think, sitting there. Looks like Tim Drake, maybe Stephanie Brown, Cassie and friggin', you know, Batman. And next up we have Bat, 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 Bat. I'm like, OK, so we had a really interesting story where Catwoman was doing Catwoman things. And now it's a Harley Quinn book. And next, we're going to have to have the entire Bat family show up. I'm like, come on, just do Catwoman stuff. You started out a run (laughs) and you have a really smart played out deal with stuff that was grabbing from the Genevieve Valentine deal. I look at the sales and right now it's hard to get actual sales numbers from DC, but you get positions. Uh, Whether or not some people are saying, well, they have a ton of variants. Really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If you end up selling a million variants, you're selling a million variants. But even so, the book's selling better than Flash and Action Comics. That is something. And I saw this one guy talking on his one. Oh, man, what a failure. Catwoman. I'm like, 
Catwoman's selling better than Flash at Action Comics. That is not a failure. And yet you feel like this has been a longer run that is struggling and they have to grab, oh, Harley Quinn. Oh, the Bat family. Why? What you're doing is it's too soon to pretty much pull that, you know, the white flag. We give up. Let's get these things. And makes it so that people are actually were enjoying that first deal. Like, yeah, there's nothing here. Why why am I here as the boat is sinking? I thought this boat was going fine and was really enjoying it. Well, it's the same thing that happened over at the Harley book. You and I started really enjoying the Harley book when that started out and with, with everything that it was doing. And then it got bogged down with Fear State, all yeah. these freaking characters coming and doing these weird things with the Batman because of Fear State, but it never got back on track. And I'm really afraid that now the Catwoman had a really great start. Now it's two issues of Harley. Next, we got some Bat for how long? It will the Catwoman get derailed from what it started as and never get back on track? It's just only like six Harley. issues in, I think. Yeah. That's what I don't understand it. I'm afraid what of are you that, doing? Though. And and so you could say, well, listen, you know, we have the dark crisis going on, and after that, things will be whatever. The that doesn't mean write shitty books now. Well, that's twenty twenty three, baby. Yeah, I'm telling you that. Why start now? I, and now, when you have this, like, oh my god, like anybody reading, I, I see reviews though, and people, I see one that has my blurb on it, but I also uh. see all these reviews of people loving it, and I just, I want to just, I want to. Strangle America. I don't did want you to go be back violent. And did you look before? Did they love what was coming out previously, or did they just like the Harley Quinn Catwoman stuff? Oh, you mean everybody? Like yes. everybody with these yeah. are the one person? No, people seem to, the ones who love it, they just love it. They're just going to give it you know, great scores and whatnot. But this is not good. And it's not a hard And why are you, like, I can't see you reading this and saying, oh my God, this is a great Selena Kyle Catwoman book. This feels like a Harley Quinn book, and it's not even that great. I mean, really, if you want to play it out and you really want to, it's not mean or anything, I guess, but this not only feels like a Harley, it feels like a Stephanie Phillips Harley Quinn book now, which is really tanked. So I, I really didn't like this at all, and I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they seem, or Teeny Howard editors seem to think that Selena Kyle does not have enough of an oomph. Overall, on Combo Roundup, this is the worst reviewed Teeny Howard Catwoman that we've had. Okay. But again, they like last issue was just as bad. This was pretty bad. But again, some people catch on. But I just I don't get how it was so smart. It was so well done. But even then you say that and there's a nine, eight, eight, seven, nine. I don't even get it. You get Brett dispatch. I'm like, what is he reading? What the hell, Eric? But yeah, by the end of this, I'm like, really, this stinks. And I'm not even the worst score. Uh, Batman Universe ended up scoring it lower than me, but I gave it a 5-5 five, five overall. Even the art, it gets a little wonky at points. It, it reminds me a lot of like the Batgirls type of style in this as well, where some of the things get lost in translation. But it's more of just the story. Just It ends up where all of a sudden you're reading it and you're like, really? You really told two-issue story just to say ladies don't make as much as the men when you're talking about a hit woman? Who's there to kill? At one point, she even says, I'm not here to take you in. I'm pretty sure that this is Red Claw's first bit in actual comic continuity outside of the like the the Batman animated series. And this is what you do with her. Yeah, you end up where she's like, I'm going to take you down. You don't get much of her anyway. She's just yelling, try to and says, hey, listen, when she comes out with the flamethrower. It's fan service for fucking like, you know, old ass millennials who are my age who have happened to watch the Batman animated series. And it's weird because she comes out and she's like, hey, Catwoman. I'm here not to take you in. I'm here to kill you. And says it in a wonky way, too, I have to point out. But then she just goes ham and tries to kill everybody in the place. And they're like, high five, let's go. And that's the problem with it, is that Catwoman knows that she's going to do this, but still decides, 
Well, Harley Quinn told me to keep on rolling there, but I better do that. Even then, like you have that, they're still being chased by Red Claw. They end up, I would, I mean, it's a hit woman, whatever. I would assume maybe she has a tracker, low jack. Do they still have that on the motorcycle? They lead them to the place tracker. They lead to go to where they're all going to meet and have appetizers with all both of the roller derby teams. You're going to get them killed again. And nobody ever seems to show up. But yet then Harley's like, I bought $70 of appetizers. I'm still eating them. I don't even know what went on. And then they go off and have that chase. And it's just like, all of a sudden, them right call has, you know, pretty much, you know, Grand Theft autoed the one guy that's only been in this thing. The guy who was chasing them. everything is wonky as shit here and just ridiculous. And that poor guy, like he doesn't even get to say a word in his own defense. Like, hey, I, I just was delivering a letter, guy. Like, here you go. I don't You've know. been served, Selena Kyle. Yeah. I mean, what been, it would have been funny at the end. He's like, I was just bringing a letter. Ivy told me to bring this. Here you go. I want to get the hell out of here. Uh, he doesn't even say anything because he's just a trope. He's just a there bad man who, and I usually don't get upset about this, but it's so forced. The idea of that's what you hinged everything on. Don't waste our time with two issues to do that. That's nonsense and you're terrible. And I, I don't like a lot of Teeny Howard stuff that I read at Marvel, but I really liked some of the things that started out here. So I thought it was like everybody has their character that they end up doing well with and things, but. I don't know why you're not writing Selena anymore and you're doing all these things and having the Bat family very odd. But what would you give it? I would end up getting this a four out of ten. I think the art is serviceable, but it's not great overall. And the story is just yeah, kind I probably of should have went lower. I, I ended up I guess I was in a good mood. I don't know. But yeah, it was. It, you're right. I'm going to go down two out of I don't know to keep my deal. But. Yeah, it's not your your book of the week, right? I already said it. It's 5-5. That's what I gave it at the site. But yeah, I should have went a little lower. Uh, But I did like the things at the beginning with Tommaso. And I was saying in my review, I'm hoping that 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 leads to going back to his son and the whole deal. But it seems like it's just going to be teaming up with the Bat family as well. So, oh, well. But what was your book of the week? My book of the week is Nightwing. Yeah, mine is the Batman The Night is my book of the week and now we're going to go through what we're talking about next week and we have a bunch of books next week we have a ton of those books there that's what they say somehow i got off of the page that i was already on uh but we have a ton and if you want to listen to all of the things that we review you'd have to go over to the patreon patreon.com slash word science because two of these books will be picked by the bad asses of the get fresh crew uh-uh. And that'll be on our Spotlight podcast that we do every Thursday night. This past week's podcast ended up being almost two hours long. So it's a bang for the long. box, right? It was. It really was. Uh, but here is what we have. We have Action Comics number 1044. It's a weird deal because we're really enjoying that story. But then they announced that Cal will be coming back to Earth soon. So weird. And it feels like I want more you know, time to well, you want more time here, and even the idea when they were teleported away to go to die in Justice League number seventy five because of the Dark Crisis coming and stuff like that. You saw Kal El being teleported from War World. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's weird. Like, does he do a Yui and go back? But we'll all right, see. now that I came home for a little bit of vacation, I got to go back to work on War World. Hey, heard about you and this J guy? What's up there, pal? Oh well, me and him. All right, I got to go back to War World. Just check Batman it in. doesn't trust him. You know what? trust in batman because i don't trust him either son 
Aquaman number five. We have that going on. It's a limited series. Is it only six? Yeah, it is. It's six. Okay. They ended up saying after the fact that it was, but it's not selling well. It seems that they might, you know, just end that and then maybe pick it up with something else later. We have Batman Catwoman number 12, the ending. The finale. <laughs> Seriously. With the big old I, wedding cover. Yeah, seriously. They put that wedding cover and then, oh my God, the wedding. I, you know there's not going to be. <laughs> it's going to be. Look, you'll have a three timeline like, story where they never got married. Bitch. You're like, son of a bitch, you did it again. Oh my Past, God. Past, present, and future. They never got married. That's the thing. Is we, we know in the future timeline of that they did get married or whatever. At least say they did. But like, does anybody even care anymore for what's going on? Because I'm telling you, I came into this for the idea like it's going to be Tom King's conclusion to what he wanted to do in the Batman, but also the thing that I wanted, the introduction of the Phantasm to the main continuity. Did fuck all with that and just ruin the character for anybody else who might have wanted to use her. And here we go. Do you guys want a wedding? Because do you really even really care anymore? <laughs> I don't think we're going to get, I don't think we'll see it. I, I just think it's just going to be I feel some like Tom King nonsense. might have learned this lesson because this is the Tom King timeline. He might be able to get through with it. I can't. I, we'll, we'll end up. Let's put a little pin in that. Let's see, because it'll be so funny if we go in at the end. Because remember, this was going to be, oh, this is the love letter to the people who stuck. And you'll end up having the worst cap one in the, I hate your guts and throwing shit and all I that. I want them just to break uh, the fourth wall at the end and give the reader the finger. That would be funny. <laughs> Take that. Oh, my goodness gracious. We also end up having. Oh, DC versus Vampires Killers number one. Another killers, not hunters? One shot. No, and it's the Killers this time. And actually, the in the, the deal. Cover. Yeah, she's the deal. This is the one that I actually heard Regina. about first. Uh, and though with that, I do think a week later, we might, or one of these weeks coming up, we will get issue number seven, Good. finally. I think it comes out in July. But then like the week after that, we get another kids? one shot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, well, what is going is, the, on with The this? one thing that you and I really didn't care about, mostly because of the art and how it's portrayed in this DC versus vampires, was Batgirl and the Suicide Squad going up against vampires. And it seems like that's what this is going to be. And I'm like, I hope, oh, do like, I yeah, really care about Harley. that? I don't know. And it, I'm kind of disconnected from the book now. And what's going on? Because it's not really selling great. It really isn't. And now you're just all these one shot, one shot. I don't know what they're doing. They're almost making it seem like they thought it was going to be the next deceased, but it, it kind of didn't hit. Or are they just throwing these out because the book was delayed? We'll get these out. I don't know. Just doesn't make sense to me, but we'll see how it is. We have Deathstroke Inc. number 10. That'll be pretty darn cool, right? Pretty cool way to put yeah. up your pants there, continuing stuff in. Well, we Detect say that, but this is Deathstroke year one. Yeah. Is this the first issue yeah. of that? Is it the Ed Brisson, I believe, is doing that? So. That's kind of wonky. Uh, Detective Comics number 1061. This will end Mariko Tamaki's Radio Riddler story, but also her run. Her Detective Did Comics run ends. I don't know. I, I guess. I, I know that for the past bunch of months or year, I've been angry, so it must have. But you end up where we'll see if that ties up, but then people can jump on the Ram V's. It's weird for me to, you know, I can't wait for this Ram V book. I'm not a big fan, Get ready but for narration, I want it Jim. more. I want it more than, than this. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Telling you again, if you want to have the bets, we have the idea of, will there be at least the scene of a wedding, not the cover I'm saying in there, are we going to get a wedding finally for the bat cat? Will we end up finding out in detective comics? 
that uh, Chase Meridian is actually bad and Can't Batman completely fucked up. If you ruin Chase Meridian in this, I'm going to be fucking because re- that's all you keep doing with these characters that you bring in out of Mariko nowhere. Mariko Tamaki, the main though, always wants to shit on Batman. He's never good. He does everything wrong. I think that's how it's going to just be nuts. Can't we'll see. It, it makes me giggle. Gym. I'm not saying that I think either way. I'm just saying that it'll make me giggle if that happens. And also in that, remember, you have the Gotham girl. Back up by Cine Grace has been awful. Oh, my goodness. You also have, oh, Eric, the hits keep coming. Harley Quinn number 16 uh, will end up seeing, I don't know, is is the verdict in, Eric? Is sure it? is. You ended up saying right away. That This is, again, I'll Let's give you some girlfriend. credit. You don't like to give me credit, but I'll give you credit a you lot. Give yourself you, enough. You actually ended up saying that before there was verdict, you said that Kevin's girlfriend was definitely going to be a villain in the book. And then that's Just like where Jay I That's like next level things there you didn't even have to wait for verdict and the best thing is because you thought that so early and i said it every time it's too because you thought it too early you thought that then when it was revealed because you thought it was right in front street already when the reveals start being put in you thought that it was way over the top that that was a red herring it was not so that shows you you were already one step ahead of the game we have robin number 15 whereas it says on the cover Death to the family. Yeah, death to the family. Oh, my goodness gracious. I saw somebody actually sent me the uh, cliffhanger page that made me giggle. I won't reveal what it made me giggle. Also, with that, uh, as far as we know, Joshua Williamson will end at 17. I think it's the same as the Joker type deal that it'll just end. The book will end. I don't think they're going to have somebody pick it up, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe you will. Task Force Z number nine. And then we, I really like last issue that Jason Todd kind of, you know, telling them how it is being the smartest guy in the room and being Kicking a big, the yeah, I, I liked it. So hopefully though, you get something going on here for this last stretch run. Uh, well, we still because, have to freaking do the, like the assault on powers international and take out Mr. Bloom with a freaking army of the undead. Yeah. And it, that's, a, it's such a weird book because overall story, I think that it's kind of fallen flat. But I like the characters in it, and it has even made us giggle about Mr. Bloom at points that we actually were digging him in the, the book, which is crazy. Yeah, it's the craziest deal, so hopefully that pulls in. And then we get the Swamp Thing number 14, speaking of Ram V from the earlier. Swamp Thing season two, number and 14. Yeah, so we have you know a couple more issues after this. I'm expecting, Lord, is he going to, hey, we got the Avatar of the Game Machines now. We got the Avatar of the... Uh, roller skates. Well, if you remember, we are going off to space with Hal Jordan. <laughs> we'll see. That's because so on the cover of this, you have Swamp Thing in the dark, but he's revealing his Green Lantern symbol on his chest. Yeah, so we're we're gonna do that. But it, what was the uh, like the nuclear girl? I can't remember her name. And Trinity, that, the Avatar Trinity. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, there's so many things going on in that book, and we only are going to sixteen. And in Mr. That, Pilgrim, that it seems like seems the like they might the want to. Yeah, the gears. You got that meat Gearhead. machines going, right? The meat machines and Jack Hawksmore. He talks to cities. He does. Remember, I said that they were they was Optimus Prime Rib. I thought I was going to get a lot of play on that. Nobody mentioned it. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, oh well. I'm sure I could have told you I'm not going to get any play on that. <laughs> oh one. well, I didn't get anything for that. But yeah, two of those books will be on the Patreon spotlight. Any guesses, Eric? I usually am right on with these guesses oh, are you? too. Yeah, I usually can pick it. What do you think will be? I would probably say DC versus Vampires Killers. And also, um, I, I'm telling you, I was just on the page and freaking got rid of it. As right I as think we it did might it, be but, uh, Bat Cat. 
Yeah, Batcat number 12 is a freaking lock in my mind. So, yes, DC, DC versus I Vampires and Batcat. So I just jinxed it because I actually do think those two will be on there. But we have a plenty uh, plethora of books and we'll be doing probably a TGIF podcast on Friday because we have so many. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's like, mm, we'll see. But all that said and done, that is it for the podcast. We are done. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go over to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Then go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Check out some of the reviews. And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can help support us for the things that we do here on this feed. And if you also listen, Marvel, manga, all that stuff, but get a ton of stuff in return, uh, including our Thursday night Patreon only spotlight that we were just talking about with two of those books, which, like we said, I do think it'll be Batcat and DC versus Vampire. So we'll see how that is. But what do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Kiss not Gleia. Weird science is the revolution. Kiss not Gleia.